on that facebook.com backslash nerd thug radio yeah on the twitter at nerd thug radio is that is that true that is accurate Woo. also uh the instagram joey.savage15 let me tell you it's been blowing up this week oh yeah follower after follower after follower but it's all spam female sites. <laughs> but boy, they follow it. Can I, man? Uh, you, can, you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take the mic. I'm gonna take the mic right take here. Take the mic from me. Look, go for it. This is driving it. me crazy. So I'm on all over these dating apps because I'm afraid I'm gonna die alone and get eaten by a cat that I right. don't even own. Exactly. Um, and so Wait, your roommate's cat. <laughs> no, no, that one's gone now too. Oh no. Um, but so Scoot. yeah. But uh. All kinds of little like spam bots and scammers on all these dating websites and stuff. Everywhere, it's so frustrating. Twitter, because you are all over the place. I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I don't match with every person that I like or send a message to or any of this stuff. Like you know, you got to work at it. You got to find somebody that fits what you're, yeah, what which you're going for, fits your needs. Because in one of my profile pictures, I'm wearing a ski mask, and another one, I'm holding up a big thing of chloroform. Like you got to find somebody who gets. Another you. one, you're holding a baby, right? And it's not even my baby. Skating and slamming. So it's got to be something that you're at least. You know, you got to find somebody who, who who gets it. And so when you get matched or you get messages for a minute, you're like, hey, all right, cool. Yes, yes, yes. And then yes. you look at it and you're like, oh, I wonder who this is. Possibilities and things you're excited about. Well, then it's like, hit me up on my secret webcam. Check out my super profile for better pics. And it's like, come on, Buy man. my snappy chat. Right. Pay me $8 and you can see, you know, pieces of me. And it's like, this is not something I want to like. I don't want this. This isn't what I'm trying. This I, is not what I signed no. up for. There's an internet for all of that. I can do all that for free and still just look at myself sad in a mirror. Like, right. <laughs> trying, to, trying to better myself as a human being, and these bots are ruining it for me. So you've, you've noticed on my telefono, yes. I get updates like none other. Right, because you're pop, a social pop. media machine. I'm the social media king in Earth Dug Radio. I, I feel like your notifications alone drain your battery. They, they might, honestly. I leave my phone plugged in all day at work. Yeah. I, and see, so for the most part... 90% of those are legit. Right. And they're like, oh, man, sweet. Five new followers? Cool. Let me take a look. And literally, it's all bots, radio bots. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you just wasting my time. Well, and like a lot of them I've noticed because I started messing with Instagram a little bit. And I'm, excuse me. And I've noticed on there that a lot of it is like, like you could tell they're fake because the names are like, it's like XX ladies of porn. And I'm like, okay, that's not someone's profile. Nobody, nobody wanted to. Well, they started getting that. smarter and using real names, but then you click on the, on their page. And like, oh, they've only got four posts. Oh. And they all have call me or a website on it. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. fake. Or like photos with the person's name on it. Five like, followers. Like, really? Like, they're following 300 people and only five people follow them. So That's a mistake. While we're talking social media, uh, I read an interesting article about the people who make their living doing the social media. Oh, yeah, that's great stuff. So, so, like, Instagram models, things like that. Right, right. What do you think the going rate is? For followers like, okay so break it down so you're asking me like if per I'm, if follower I'm, if i'm dasani water okay and i see your profile how many followers do i need before they want to talk to me that or how many pro like if i if you want to make a hundred dollars off of me how many followers do you think you need to have to justify that Ten thousand. nope more yep hundred thousand look at nico got it in one hundred k essentially a thousand followers is worth one dollar mm -hmm. in advertising. Ooh, that's so why start... we don't advertise with. We <laughs> 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 don't do any of that. But yeah, so when you're when those people they have like twenty thousand followers, forty thousand followers, any ad or sponsored thing they do, it was like fifty bucks. Yeah, no, it's what it is though is 
I've learned it in this game that we play called radio and advertising sponsors. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our sponsor, uh, Space Cadets, Space Wild Gaming, Gaming, Wild Thing. Uh, launched my career we had there for a minute. Hypnosis Camp now. Hypnosis Camp. What, what, what? Um, but uh, a lot of people want to trade uh, product for advertising. So what you'll end up getting with some of these Instagram models and stuff, let's say it's a up-and-coming clothing, clothing line, and they'll say, listen, we'll give you X amount of merchandise. Right. And you wear it and, and talk about us, and then we'll pay you like 50 bucks per. Right. If the, one of the things you push blows up, you'll get a bonus. Right. So yeah. in that instance, you're getting free clothing or you're getting free. Uh, when you see these females in that new push up bra that they've been yeah, advertising the, like, the thing with no side strapless straps, and, and stuff like, like that. Or, so is it taped on? I don't even know. Like, you've got a wife. Like, I don't have anyone I can ask. She, like, she doesn't have one. I could stop people in the street, but I feel like that conversation is not going to go the way I want it to. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's that, or there's makeup stuff for, for yeah, females, yeah. Or, or guys, there's guns and all that kind of stuff. So, you, while you might not, you, you didn't say that right, huh? What it's guns, 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 and whiskey, whiskey, uh, and guns. yeah. So, on beyond money, there's also um, the actual aspect product. of a product, which, right? Which, in our instance, when we, we first started doing the show, uh, yeah, a bunch of people back, wanted to give us, and we took some like, yeah, okay, yeah. like, well. Our Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, which Corey is going to talk about them here in a few. Um, when we first started with them, um, it was, hey, you guys help me out. And our nerd thug game that we love to play all the time, Hero Clicks, he's like, it was the summer OP event. He's like, all right, man, you guys don't have to pay for it. So well, we're not raking in money. We're at least not losing money right. anymore. Once you stop the flow of money, once you change the direction of the flow of money, right, right. It's, it's a win-win. It is a win-win. I can't argue that at all. I was just, when I, when I saw no, the, yeah, the economics of it. It, it just kind of blew my mind. That you need that many. You need 100K followers just to make 100 bucks. Right. Doesn't that seem like no. if 100,000 people are following me, I probably have a lot more influence than $100. No, probably not. I don't know. I feel because, like because I don't know. You I see so. how many. Okay, so you see how many people are on the Instagram. So how many of those people are also following the same person that you're sponsoring over here? You see what I'm saying? So when it comes to if I'm Dasani Water... I pay 10 models 100 bucks. I spend a grand, and they're all reaching 100,000 people. Are they reaching the same 100,000? Are they reaching different? Right, yeah. right, right. So, so are you really reaching basically 200,000? Economics, economics, bro. Nerd Radio is going economics. It's the economy, dummy. But uh, thugonomics. Uh, so, Corey DLG, why don't you uh, tell our loyal Nerd Thug listeners about our friends over at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Yeah, talk about economics here. What? All right, Conroe, with school wrapping up and summer fast approaching, when the kids need out of the house, they should go to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has the largest Pokemon League in Texas and various events every day and especially weekends. Dungeons & Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road, I say still in the woodlands. It's in Oak Ridge. We had this argument the other day. There's literally a bridge connecting you back into the woodlands. Oak Ridge is the size of this studio. There's literally a bridge that connects you from Texas to Louisiana. So yeah, should Louisiana Louis- just be Texas? Yes. It's not. It's Duh. Louisiana. If yeah. it was, we'd have a casino. We do have a casino in Texas. It's literally an hour drive from where we're standing right now. It's not I, Texas. It's Texas. It's not Texas. It is Texas. It's Indian land. But it's Texas. That's not. If it's in the borders, it's Texas. That's not I don't how that care. works. I don't care what kind of land it is. It's Texas. Hey, listen, if it was Texas. It's the same thing in Louisiana. They're all on Indian land or they're out in the ocean. No, they're in Louisiana water. That's not the same thing. They're not on Louisiana <laughs> land. 
you're that's, I promise up. you that's the one that's in a lake literally surrounded by land it's just the fact that it's on water which one's in the lake the 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 parrot one I don't remember what it's called now they used to have the bird out front of it oh, forever um, Isle of Capri yeah man I'm really hankering to go play some cards or something yeah? in the casino yeah? I think we need to make another nerd thug uh, clicks no it's a nerd <laughs> thug poker trip the casino you've been itching the whole show so far I've been I, bet Donnie, I bet Donnie Utah would be down Donnie is always down to gamble I, it, it, Donnie's down for whatever that's true. Like he's D, how was it? D, down DFW. Yeah, <laughs> it took me a while. To get, it took me to get those acronyms. I didn't want to say something incorrectly. Right. Yeah, and like you know, have to get bleeped WD-40, out. WD40. That's the one. I didn't yeah. want to get bleeped out. So you're uh, saying he's Dallas Fort Worth? Yes, he's DFW. It, it's whatever. Okay. All right. Okay. Like remember when we he he? Uh, did you see the video that he posted us in this week? It was like a snake on top of a car. Yeah. And, that was uh, a little terrifying. Yeah, he reminded him of your spider story from <laughs> spider like, episode one. That's true. Jumping into your car. <laughs> yes, the this, this snake just shows up on the hood of this truck. Right, and what and do you then, do at that point? Right, because you're driving down the freeway, and it's coming at you. Like, you can see it crawling up the hood towards you. I mean, Ooh. you think it can't get in, but they can go into the engine. And that's it, what I was thinking. I was like, what if it goes through and under? Right, like, that's what I was thinking. Because like, you can't pull over. No. Pull over, no. Like, in that instance, what, do you turn on the windshield wipers and start spraying with water? <laughs> I think you just yell stuff. Yeah. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, what just, do you do? I don't know. I really don't know. Do you just wreck your car on purpose so yeah. you try to kill it? Yeah. I can totally see you, Nico doing you that. You double buckle and you throw one of them up to Jesus. You're like, here it comes, big guy, and you just flip the wheel. <laughs> you just you just flip it. <laughs> like like it's either like Grandma, I'm coming, or like you don't know, like who knows, but like you just flip the wheel. You got to <laughs> Jesus save me from this. Jesus, one. take the wheel. <laughs> it's literally a snake. Like Jesus should help you, right? I mean, the whole yeah, serpent. Well, yeah. Right, it's definitely a snake. So he owes know. you on that one. Speaking yeah. of snakes, so my neighbor was telling me the story where he went, um, he went to get his oil changed, and when they put the car up on the rack. There was a snake uh, fell out. Yeah, no. It, oh my god! It was. It wasn't a poisonous snake. It was like a, a rat snake or milk snake or whatever. But it like wrapped around like the brake pads or whatever, so they wouldn't change the oil because there's a snake. And so he has to drive it back home. It's still in the car, and he thought he saw it slither out, and then it disappeared. He's like, I bet it went back up into my truck again. And I guess you're just gonna leave your snake there. Uh, I mean, it's not a poisonous snake, so it's not gonna hurt him. But I mean, a snake's a snake, bro. Yeah, I don't want him crawling all up in my car. No. Like, I'm not afraid of snakes because there's not a whole lot of poisonous ones. Maybe two types here in uh in uh, the Texas I'm area. I'm not uncomfortable with what you just said. But no, I feel like there's way more. I feel like I've seen at least five. Yeah, we had a list of like seven killer snakes in Texas in, no, in the studio. Remember? That wasn't that wasn't all of Texas. It was like it was like that was America. It was like look out. No, for that the, was definitely the Texas one. Right. It was like well look in out. this part of Texas. Oh, now you're saying like in your neighborhood there's only right. a few poisonous snakes. There's I don't a, know if that's true or not. Coral snakes and copperheads. I think. And rattlesnakes. There's no rattlesnakes in, in Houston. In, in, there probably are tons of rattlesnakes no. in Houston. I don't know. Nico, look it up in the break. Uh, you know Find what? out if there's rattlesnakes in Houston, Nico. Okay. J- just, there is. No, Google is. it. I want you to Google it. Google it? Uh, don't even you Google, Google it. You Google it while I talk about punching Gordon Ramsay in the face. I'm telling really you right now, if you Google it and it says no, Lugal's lying. Lugal <laughs> isn't lying, and neither are we when we say we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into some more Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons & Dragons. From Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny, they've got it all. 
with one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen. There's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family-friendly and great-to-go-to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I think they used this song on Lucifer. Did they? On Yeah, the TV show Lucifer. They also used it in Lion King. No, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, they absolutely yeah. did not. When they came back to Pride Rock. Right. Timon and Pumbaa sung <laughs> sure it as did. Simba walked up. Your jokes aren't funny, man. They were like, they were like, Hakuna Matata. I don't think they said the, the into word. the jungle. I don't think they said the word like that many times either. For sure. They did. Nathan Lane was Pumbaa. Of course he did. Or no. Timon, one of them. I don't know which one was which. Do you? I don't. Timon, yeah, you is, don't. The, Timon is the, the, the rat guy. The rat guy? <laughs> the, the meerkat? Yeah, the meerkat? Final yeah. answer, rat guy? Final answer, rat, rat guy. Okay. Do well, you know the other one's a pig? Yeah. Do you think it's a four-legged thing? It's a warthog. He's a toothy dog. What? What is what just It's happened? a dog with a mohawk and tusks. Right. That's what it is. What's the dog's tail? Mm, it's has a, so weird. Someone hasn't been to the zoo lately. Forever. Rat guy. By the way, you can now shoot feral pigs in the state of Texas yep. from a hot air balloon. Hey, we didn't have enough ways to kill them. We we added hot air balloons we to the have arsenal. To, we have to limit them. Does yeah, we have, to, we have to stop them. They mess with Texas. They are a genuine issue for landowners. Like They screw up the entire yeah, thing. They and they, root and, and they, destroy stuff. And they dig up your terrain, and they kill your animals, and they eat them and all that. That's a, And they breed. They can, they can kill you. Oh, yeah, they can do that. And yeah. they breed like notoriously a lot. More than rabbits. I mean, I don't know if that... I'm, I don't know. I feel like that's what rabbits do all day. Yep. But pigs do it a lot. They don't call them thumper for nothing. Nah, I, 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 I don't get it. Um, but You've never seen Bambi. But it just seems odd that they would want to go back to like Victorian era shoot from methods of transportation. I mean, you know, we have drones now. Like, why not just be like put a grenade on a drone and hit the pig? Because that's an excessive waste. I wanted, right. I want to be able to fly in my hot air balloon. Have you yeah. ever watched redneck videos? Excessive <laughs> waste is kind of the. Have you seen the one where the guy puts a fridge full of? I think it's called thermite or something. And he shoots it, and the door comes flying right back at him at, like, 80, 90. Like, you see it in That's super great. high speed. It barely misses him. You're super high speed. I am. And he turns around, and he's all excited. Thermite's Did you see ex- that door? Yeah, everyone saw that door, man. Like, it flew right by you. Even though thermite's really easy to make, it's actually highly illegal to have that much of it. Yeah. <laughs> a fridge no doubt. full of it. And he's, like, hiding behind a tree when he shoots it, and then... I need to take behind this tree for cover. Right. <laughs> this tree's going to protect me. Uh, to be fair, if he'd been just to the left of the tree, he'd have caught a fridge door in the face. Speaking of fridge doors in how, the face. How funny would that be, though? For I mean, at least it, a minute. It'd be on a different website than YouTube, Yeah, but it would be funny like if someone told you the story. Right. I can see it on, like, what was it, CCCTV, or the like, Russian yeah, TV like station? Yeah, Faces of Death or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be on that show. But before we get going, I'd like to tell everybody about our friends, uh, Wild Thing. Oh, Yes, uh, step into Wild Thing Bar and Grill, the modern-day rustic saloon with all-American charm. Wild Thing is the premier family-friendly sports bar and restaurant in the Conroe Woodlands area. Wild Thing welcomes residents to their ambient atmosphere of delicious food, relaxation, and quality entertainment. They also have the best scenery in town. Wild Thing Restaurant, 1488 and I-45. 
That's also an Oak Ridge. That <laughs> that's Conroe. Oh, is that Conroe? Yeah, that's Conroe. They, they took the bridge over to Conroe. They're no yeah. longer in Oak Ridge. No, they're not. Odd, odd, strange. Odd. I thought I thought Oak Ridge was everywhere. I feel like I just nailed that that promo right there. You, you did em- entertainment. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. You did so much better than last week when you literally just kind of said meh and did everything wrong on it. But that one I went like all off the top of my dome. I know, and I was looking at Nico the whole time. I was like. All of that's wrong. All none of, of that's none of it. We can't use any of it. Scrap it all. None of that's in the copy. <laughs> you know what else I need to scrap? Uh, I'm looking at that vest. The Mummy movie. Oh, was so it that bad? The Mummy movie came out over the weekend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it. This is not the way you want to start. Yeah. This is start the start your, of my franchise. Yeah, you don't want to start your. Uh, We've already monster introduced. universe. Um, reviews are very mixed. I don't even think it beat Wonder Woman. I know, no, 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 no. I know pre-debut, so like just from like advanced stuff. So this yeah. is the, these are the people they've invited to go see a movie. Right, right. The reviews were at 30%. Cool. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, 30%. Yeah. Somebody said this is the worst movie Tom Cruise has ever made. Oh. That's a little bit rough. Oh. Yeah. So I, I read. To be fair, though, now that I'm thinking about it, I love every Tom Cruise movie. So like I was like, oh, man. Every, everyone? Better than, but then I was like, oh, I like that one. Oh, but I like that one. Like the only one I can think of right now that I don't like is Vanilla Sky. Really? Just because I thought it was about pies. It's, <laughs> it's not about pies. I'd say Eyes Wide Shut wasn't that great either. Uh, it's a long, slow burn, but it's a really it like it's an interesting movie. Not just because of all the uh, body parts. Um, it's an interesting movie. Um, Is it going to be worse than Top Gun Two? <sighs> he's talking about making. Man, like, have you noticed he kind of pivoted like all of the media stuff for the Mummy everywhere he goes? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a Top Gun too. Do you want to talk about that and instead Val- of the Mummy? And now Val Kilmer's like, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going I'm to be in this movie. Well, I heard he was dying of cancer. Right. So I guess I, don't, I, don't I guess know what's th- going on, thank man. God he wants to be in a movie, something to live for. I don't know. I I was <laughs> I worried about Top Gun too. Right. Doc, cut it out. <laughs> get it out of me. But like, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, worst movie he's ever made. Let's see if I can get a list of some. TV or some film. He was in some weird, like his debut stuff is kind of weird. Like Cocktail's kind of a weird movie. He was in a pool hall movie where he plays pool with. Um, right, right, right. Oh, these are really good though. Eyes wide shut. Magnolia. Yeah, yeah. Magnolia's a weird one too, but it's. Um, he wasn't Austin Powers Gold member, so you can throw that out there. Ooh. The Last Samurai didn't do that great. I love The Last Samurai. Yeah, though. but like box office wise, I don't think. Yeah, that no, great. I mean, but but if, I mean, if you're sitting there, like, if you were like, oh, I paid ten dollars and I'm and I'm complaining, like, The Last Samurai doesn't make my list. Um, I'm trying to think, Tom Cruise movies that I absolutely think are, are bad. Man, you're struggling with this one. No, I mean, when you look at the list of what Tom Cruise has done, let's put past the Scientology. And like the crazy stuff right. he went to. It's his to. personal life that drives me crazy. Right, about him. his personal life is nuts. But when it comes to movies, the guy, the he, dude, produces. Right, and that's the thing is, so most of the, so I, I just I will never forget this. War of the Worlds is the first time he made a movie with Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. They had never made a movie together, and both of them were so confident in how good that movie would be before they ever even shot a scene, anything, did anything. When they both were like, "Do you want to make a movie together?" Tom Cruise, yes. Tom Cruise, was like, yes, and I'll take zero up front. And I'll take 20% of the back end. And Steven Spielberg took a big piece of the back end. That wound up making Tom Cruise like almost like, I think it was like something like $300 million. <laughs> right. He's just got it. He got he got a $300 million check. Some would say movie. I'm the Tom Cruise of Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah, some would, but they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. They mean in personal life, you crazy couch jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? He was like, yeah. I love her. 
I love her. Was that on Oprah? Yeah. Yeah, he's going yeah. nuts. Do you, Tom Cruise. So here's the one job I could never Who's have. Who's coming with me? Who's, here's the one job I could never, never have. Okay. Media consultant. Hmm. Because all I can think of is like the bigger the client, you would want big clients because you're like, hey, I'm going to be on the big, like I'm going to be big time. Right, right. But they, they're not going to listen to you. No, they're going to do like, whatever they want. Like if you're, if you're Tom Cruise's media guy. All you're like, there for is to book stuff and mop up the mess. And then like. That's it. And then like <laughs> when they ask the personal question, be like. You're the catch we guy. We said no personal questions. You're the catch guy. Right. So like. When you book Oprah, you're like, Tom, great news. You set the camera up, and then you catch at the end. That's <laughs> it. That's all you do. Tom, great news. I booked Oprah. You're going to go on Oprah. You're going through some stuff with the Nicole Kidman thing. You took a bit of a hit image-wise. but you, You're kids. good. You're good. You're good. Just go on Oprah. You be you. You sell you, and we're going to make it out of this. And then what's he do? He goes on there and jumps on the couch and talks <laughs> about Katie Holmes for 30 minutes. No. And then you're like, Tom, that's not what we talked about in the meeting. <laughs> that's like, not what we talked about. Come you're on, my man. real dad. We talked about this. Right. Tom. Tom. Allegedly, um... Not going too far into this political wise, uh, you know, Donald Trump's hired some lawyers for, to, to handle the investigation stuff on okay. the outside of it. He had trouble finding a law firm because several of the top law firms felt like he wouldn't follow their legal Le- advice. Right. And so they would just wind up looking bad on the back end of it. Makes sense. So they said, no, not interested. Makes sense. So if you are like, it's media gotta be, consultant, is that what you do? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like you would be trying t- to. Tom Cruise is so big that I don't take him because I have no idea what he's going to do next. Right. Like, how can I control Tom Cruise? I can't tell Tom Cruise not to because he's Tom Cruise. He's right. going to be like, I can do whatever I want. And you're going to be like, well, you can, but if you do it my way, it'll you, be better. You need the most boring person there is. If you're, um, if you're the media consultant. According to you, it's Shannon Elizabeth. Because you like, you like, mm, nah. Like, you mm, nah, nah her comic palooza. You're like, meh. Yeah. So, like, yep. I guess that I was, was rough. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, really? Is this where we are now? And he's like, yeah. And then the next yeah. day, he was like, I hope we bump into Shannon Elizabeth. I have some questions for her. <laughs> yeah, once I, I didn't have my research done. I you just so you didn't do your homework, and then you, you made a gut decision I, that I did, was wrong. I did my homework. Completely Everybody, wrong. I didn't even know she was going to be there. So I did homework. You saw her. No, no, no. I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about going into it. Going into it, I was like, okay, these are the people here. And you do my research on them, and then we get to Colin Palooza. You're like, Shannon Elizabeth's here. I didn't prepare for this. We literally walk by. There's no one there. She's sitting by herself, painting her fingernails. She has nothing to do. She definitely would have given us five minutes. No, she, she would have been like, she wouldn't have given us five. No, no. Minutes. The other people are wanted by everyone. Think about the last thing Shannon Elizabeth has even been in. She's not even in a Sharknado. If she saw two fat guys with you and your non-haircut walking up to her, first of all, she's like, with done, media nope. passes. First of all, how'd that get us with Herschel? Have Look, you have different you, story? Exactly. Have you seen her ex-fiance? Yeah, I know who he is. Okay, she would love us. No, we are she exactly wouldn't. Up her alley. X. Did you just say the words X? We're exactly like that guy. She wants nothing to do with that kind of guy. Bull. She no. just she dumped him for us. Okay, no. let's be clear about that. <laughs> wow. She was like, I can get a better version of the terrible you. Um, you're, you're really stretching for it right now. <laughs> That's look, all right, Tom Cruise. Without self confidence, you can't make it a day on this online stuff. Like when Crazy Cat Lady is like, I don't think we have a future. Like that that burns because you have nine cats in your photos. Like I don't need you judging me, lady. Yeah. So yeah, you haven't had great luck. I mean, <laughs> does anybody have luck actually dating? Let's do this. I don't know, man. Like, if you're listening to Nerd Thug Radio out here. On any format. In any format, you're on a dating website. Please drop us a line at facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio and let us know if you've been successful or just tell us some horror stories and we'll read them on there. Right. We'll leave your name out for sure, but we'll tell some funny stories. Yeah. I mean, sure. you've heard us talk funny stories about Corey's endeavors. Yeah. We embarrass me all the time. All the time. We won't even use your real name probably. 
We'll probably just call you <laughs> Jane Doe. Probably. We'll, we'll, we'll change your name for someone's famous's name. Yeah. So Shannon Elizabeth wrote this in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be so great. That's but, a good segment. That's a good That would be a good one, you think so? That's a good bit. We That's should do bit. that. Just take rock, bad, rock, rock. bad dating stories and just put celebrities' names over them. It'd yeah. be hilarious. So this week, when Cuba Gooding Jr. and <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth went on a date, they met on Match.com. So apparently he uh, recently got in trouble. He was on some sort of media tour with, with some actress, and he lifted her skirt up like as a you joke. You can't do that. Well, as an outsider, I agree you can't. L- looking out like from out to in, I would say, yeah, it's totally wrong. But those people have been together for like eight months at that point. It's probably some sort of humor thing that they... You still can't do that in public? Like, she took it great. She was fine with it, but a bunch of people got mad at him about it. And she was even like, that's Cuba. That's how he is. That's Cuba. That's radio. That's how he does things. So that's like, how it is. I don't know. I guess things just look different. That's why I they didn't do, do media. That's why. Well, let's uh, take a break while Cuba, we... Cuba, uh, did you lift her skirt? While we contemplate our next move as media consultants. Yes. When we come back. Cold Talk Nerd Doug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Hey guys, it's the unlocally famous Joey Savage with Nerd Thug Radio. You know that. You're listening to the show. I want to talk about my friends over at Wild Thing Restaurant, 1488 I-45. They have the hottest girls, the coldest beer, the best food in all of Conroe. Get on down there, see the girls dressed up in them short blue jean shorts, them cowboy boots. They're going to treat you real nice. Ask for our girl Rocky when you're there. She'll take care of you. Just tell her Nerd Thug Radio sent you. That's Wild Thing Restaurant, I-45, 1488. Best scenery in town. Into the jungle. Maybe it was the Jungle Book that I remember that from. Maybe so. Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah. It was right after the Bare Necessities part. Right. Like right. Bill Murray was like, Bare Necessities. And then as they close it out. Welcome to the jungle. Right. Exactly. It, no, no, that's Axl Rose. This oh, was okay. this was the orangutan. He was, Into the jungle. Right. Oh, uh, what's his name, King? King Louie. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Uh, I'm Mowgli. And uh, uh, Nico DLG. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. Worldwide at. IRLoneStar.com. Tomorrow, the podcast will drop. Look for it on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Or just stop by your mom's house because I left it there. And later today, <laughs> you can see the first segment of this show on the YouTube. Yes. Just search Nerd Thug Radio and there it will be. And guys, you're like allowed magic. to watch as much as you want on YouTube. You can just turn it on and watch it all day. All day, every all day. day. Your Twice boss won't even say Sunday. anything. I, I give you permission to watch this at work. Right. Corey doesn't listen to his boss, so right. you know he's going to tell you what to do to your boss. Right. And, I mean, I won't be in the meeting, so why should Nailed you be? It. <laughs> so, boys. Present. Yep. <laughs> like I didn't say men. <laughs> boys. I mean, there's certain things even I know. I know, right? Uh, ROC, Heroclix, one of our favorite things to do. We, we transitioned from crowning... A Nerd Thug Heroclix champion, which we will unveil soon enough. Yes, but, yes, yes. Uh, you guys played in the ROC uh, this That's past, right. past Us weekend. boys right. did play in the ROC. I didn't, I didn't make it. Um, right. But it's okay. That was tragic. It's I okay. mean, not for me. I couldn't care less. It was it like really one was. less person to steamroll, you know? You, did you steamroll with your one and four record? I did. I steamrolled. <laughs> you felt really good about it? I did. Are you the Cleveland Browns? You got the number one pick, even though you tainted? <laughs> what did they do? They tainted. They there. tainted? Yeah. Is that, was that what you're going with? I wanted to say taint and then something else. And right. Then my mind just went to say you, you went tainted? I really wanted to say taint. Right. Id. Final answer? Final answer. <laughs> Cleveland Browns are what? Tainted. Tainted. Okay. They're tainted. All right. Just T- like you. 
and your hero clicks. So here's some, I'm going to, I'm going to brag a little about this. Cause you and I know we kind of talked this out. I kind of, you know me, I'm a little bit of a mad scientist when it comes to this stuff. I like doing these crazy combinations. I try to avoid doing the resources. I like to kind of just create some weird angles. People are guessing. They don't know what I want to do. That helps me a lot on the map. Um, a hundred percent that that is what happened in every match. Literally, it's at one point in each match, my opponent went, I don't, I'm not sure, what are you doing with this team? <laughs> like, they just, they didn't know. They never knew where it was coming from. I liked that a lot. Um, and when I was talking to you afterwards. Didn't transition over well, though. No, no, I mean, one and four, but the scores were super close. There were, and there were key points in, in every single match, except for one, there was one match where I just got steamrolled and the guy made a, one of the super teams and. Wasn't uh, that super? Did he qualify? I believe he did. I, don't, I actually didn't follow up on that. But, I mean, when you go to these tournaments, there was 31 people there. Right. Uh, if you don't make top eight, it doesn't matter if you went three and two, one and four. You're not top eight. Right. So if you're not top eight, matter. you're not playing for anything. Matter. Right. Right. Um, there were some pivotal moments, though, and there was a there was a moment in each match where, if it, hey, if it goes my way, I win. I missed those more than I made those this time. Yep. Um, in my first match, when I wound up talking to you later, you pointed out that that team was completely illegal. Yep. Uh, and... The way he used one of his pieces is why he won, and he never would have been able to do that. Right. So I, I would have won that so one. So you needed me there. I you should have been there just at least for that. If I would have saw Hugo Girl on that guy's team, like, oh, that's a sweet team. What are you playing? And then I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, that's not going to work, man. That's right. not even right. That's not right. legal. Illegal. Also, Illegal. Also, Nico came up and tried to stop me from unknowingly cheating, and I got mad at him for it. Oh, um, yeah, what happened? Then tell me this story. Yeah. This so, is the best part of the day so, so far. So Solaris, uh, it's my colossal retaliation. I didn't know it was a close combat attack. I thought it was just an attack. No, you have to place them adjacent to someone. Right, and I didn't realize that. We don't have to place them adjacent. He has the giant reach of three. You have to be within with three the of them. Right. Yeah. So at first I was lining him up behind my whole team so he could see over them with his outwits, shoot everybody, and then everybody else could do their thing. And then Nico's standing there, and he's like, it has to be a close combat attack. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I just gave him to the— To be fair. I gave him the brother look like— to be really? fair, you are really? you're always on the side of truth, Corey. I am you? on the side of truth. So don't justice. get mad at your brother until, whenever he until does it the same involves thing. me. Until it involves <laughs> him. That's right. Don't truth and justice me at Hero Clicks. You truth and justice me at anything else. But not this game. Not of this mine. game of mine. But no, I mean, I didn't know it. I didn't. I didn't read the rule right. So then I was like, what? Oh, okay. But then I was like, read your cards. But then I was like, why are you coming over here calling rules on my match? But whatever. After he had already lost? Yeah. yeah. After, after he after got I, steamrolled. What, what, did your, what was your record? All right. I went uh, one and four okay. <laughs> as well. You guys um, about, about DLG. Uh, guys. He was about eight spots below me, though, somehow in the rankings. Yeah, it's because I didn't score any points in the last uh, last match I played. Oh, okay. It was like everything was like on its last click, and I was like, well, I just lose now. <laughs> I'm done. done you you, you got to build a new team, though, buddy. No, that, that team was just, it just wasn't good. I had an idea for a team that I should have just asked for. I don't. Way I know. And I tell you that every time. time. Communication is key right, to life. Man. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know why you're so dead set on like sinking a ship just so you don't have to say something. Like, yes. I dumb... will watch it go right. under. Right. Like you showed down. up with probably one of the worst. Like out of 31 teams, you probably had like the 31st best team because you played just stuff that we've all seen before and we've all played before. And all know... beaten before. Right. Like. You knew that too. Like you had to have known that sitting down there, like, ah, eh, this team's not going anywhere today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for fun. Like when you saw colossal retaliations across from you every match, you should have been like, oh. I didn't even see. It. I only saw them one match. Okay, so let's do this. Really? Let's mm -hmm. do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. So a couple weeks ago, we we had Aaron Cantu from Two Clicks from KO. Correct. On the show. Correct. 
This was the first Heroclix tournament post-rotation. Yes. Um, I don't know if you remember any of the key talking points that we had with him. but we, I don't remember anything from week to week. But we, we talked about what are some things we planned or you thought you would see going into the tournament. Was it everything you thought you were going to see or were there things that jumped out and surprised you? That no. Like, I didn't expect this. Definitely some, some builds surprised me. So like the first team, the illegal team, his build, he... Well, it was illegal, so let's get past right, that. Right, but he but he played basically a Jakeem Thunder, uh, you know, a yo-yo strategy, but he played it with the Age of Apocalypse Magneto. Which I've I've seen him in. I in, haven't seen. That's the first time I've seen one or played one. No, nah, he's a, I mean, I haven't played against I knew, one. I knew what he did. But he, uh, that, that Magneto has appeared in top eights it's recently. Su- it surprises me. So the way that guy's built, you should basically play him with a Vanisher, a Vanisher and a Doc Ock, and just do like seven attacks. Every <laughs> turn. Right. Just, okay, those two players, those two pieces are now dead. Right. Every turn. That's just what you should do. So what else? What else surprised um, you? I had never played against that Jack Frost that I told you about. Yeah. I'd, and that team just obliterated me. That I, was, have, that I haven't was a, seen that piece either. Uh, a I haven't guy, even read it. A guy, I don't even know what it is. A guy last month, uh, I want to say in Mississippi, won an ROC with the Jack Frost guy. Ooh. Right. Nice. So so basically what this thing does, it's crazy. It's uh, it's one of the WizKid Christmas pieces. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially he's like a running sharpshooter. But at the start of the game, you put six tokens anywhere on the map within... Five squares of each other. Right. And each of those count as adjacent for movement purposes. So at the very beginning of the game, the guy, he put the Supreme Intelligence and Eclipso on Jack Frost. And then... He starts with sidestep. So so then he sidestep... But once you move through those things, you have to take them off the board. Right. So he sidestep, and immediately he was seven squares away from me. So... It just blows you up. Right. Right in the face, bro. I had the I I won the, the roll so I went first. Uh, I kind of moved up a little bit and then he sidesteps to that token, shoots a dude, throws a tank, does a stuff. Blah blah blah. Like, blah, blah. Um, so that's you that's see the it? most irritating thing. The tank. Wizkids has ever produced the tank. I, I the said tank. that and I've been preaching that. How many tanks do you guys run into? I only played I only played one tank. I and played two. Two. Um, now I looked at the top eight. Uh, I was I was following as it was going. My buddy, our buddy Aaron Cantu from Two Clicks from KO. Um, I guess he's got an inside guy or something because he had the like when they got to top eight, he already had the build sheets up like on his on his uh, think, Facebook page. I think Patrick texts him. Maybe so. Because Patrick was there. Well, he might have taken pictures of like he had pictures of them. Um, oh, okay. But they're so top eight. There were four Jakeem Thunders, which we we uh, figured right. figured to see. Um, I was, there's a Devil Dinosaur team, which I've seen before. Um, pretty surprised that that uh, Namor from. The Civil War OP. Yeah, with, that's uh, a weird team. With, with Mephisto? Mephisto? I played him, actually. You okay, did? so Mike explained to me the mechanics of this team, and it's super smart. Um, Mephisto has a thing where uh, if he can I think put, from anywhere on the map, if can, you're willing to put the token on yourself, he Mephisto can give you a prob. And then on top of that, he's playing it with the tower, and so he's using the, um, the different abilities the cards give you to give to the tokens. Or so, Mephisto or Solaris. So it was, it was Solaris, Mephisto, Namor. Um, those are the only three pieces on the map. And then he had uh, all the the board. Yeah, all the Atlantean tokens, and then all. Right. So right. it was it was really clever. Is even the map he was playing on. So he would he would give Mephisto like a billion damage because he'd like jump out of it's like a little airplane map, like you're on a flying yeah. airplane. And so it's literally just like a hallway with like two entry points. So he just stick an Atlantean on either side, and then now you, suddenly you can't go through anymore. And so you have to just slow trudge towards him because he can just. He can hang out all the way back there, right? And he can just send his guys up, and then you he can gets just send the answer. Reroll prob, and then if you even damage Mephisto, if someone with the little token that you give them dies, he heals one, right? right. And he only played the Mephisto, I think, at like forty because it doesn't. No, matter. It's a, it was at full, full power. power. Full oh, power. was it? Oh, so he starts at full power. He's got the two, 
clicks where he doesn't really do anything, and, and then once you get click. off of them, he gets a stock click. Where he and he's got running shot prob with like twelve attack and pulse wave because he's the devil. Stuff. Yeah, right. Um, but, but yeah, that's a really kind of that's a else? really cool. Build. We got a few more I minutes. I saw it and there. I was like, I was like, I literally looked at it and I was like, I don't even. Um, like I got like what, one attack in. So there was one guy. Uh, it's the older guy who he's like the grown up on that team. That like the weird team from Baytown. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I can't remember the name. Scott. Yeah, but I can't remember the name of the team right now. Like I it's can't. it's an know, odd name. It's like uh, Apocalypse or something. Are they still a team. Yeah, because they were all weren't well. Jugger, half of them had the juggernaut. Shirts. No, not or the no. Clicksman. Not the no, Clicksman. Not the Clicksman. They're from like the Baytown area. Yeah. His name's Scott. Uh, whatever. Okay. So, what so anyway, he always kinds of play. He goes really heavy on the other stuff, and this time was no exception. He had a ton of ID cards, and he played like I want to say five colossal colossals at their at their bottom dial. Okay. So. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I saw his. Team. So he basically, but like his team had like. 180 points of characters and then all these other things and like all these other gimmicks and things yeah. and call-ins and stuff like that and it was just a ton of, i bet his cyborg was his cyborg was probably full to the max you can get yeah like 10 people something right. like nine or ten yeah and i just I, when every time i see him set up his team i'm always like this is so much is yeah so the first dumb. time i saw him i think he played you and he played i don't know like 15 Ultrons. That's the yeah. first time I'd seen that build. Yeah, he played a bunch of run. Ultron Jones and then... Ultron Jones. <laughs> Ultron, yeah, Ultron Jones. Jones. And, but then he had like seven or eight ID cards. Yeah. And I was like, why not just play another drone at that point? He, we just kept popping them off. Right, he did. And That's Nick, the point. But I like I kept killing those guys to get those points, but I couldn't kill any drones. Yeah. Any Jones? Any Jones? Any of them Ultron no, Jones? No Jones soda. <laughs> All right, let's jump out to a break. That's our Hero Clicks talk for the day. When we come back, we'll get into some more Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. There's going to be an introductory hypnosis training July 14th through the 16th of 2017. It's open to everyone interested about learning hypnosis. For more information, uh, there's a phone number that you could look into. It's 281-336-0201 or an info.cchoston at gmail.com. Hypnosis is an incredible way to make changes in a life. It can help people increase physical performance, break habits, quit smoking, get motivation to achieve goals and dreams, or even learn how to stop procrastinating. Uh, it can help someone be a better person and finally have the happiness that they're looking for. Um, so anyone interested to learn to change their thoughts uh, to create a better world around themselves should look into this introductory hypnosis training course, July 14th through the 16th, 2017. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Ooh, ooh. So we've talked a little bit about the mummy. <laughs> I'm nowhere. <laughs> I just looked up and realized I'm like <laughs> you're ten feet away. Oh, now you're in the camera. <laughs> um, I was comfortable in between takes. It seems like movies become the hot topic of nerd talk. Uh, these, this past year, a couple years, now it's become more, more more prevalent. So here's my theory on that. I feel Go like for it. I feel like we're the new women of movies. Yeah. Whereas, like, 20 years ago, they figured out women go to movies, so they made a thousand romantic comedies. And then, like, now you never see Hugh Grant in anything because that's all they made were romantic comedies. I like Hugh Grant. That's About it. a boy, a great movie. <laughs> but, like, now, now they don't need him because they're like, okay, well, we're tired of romantic comedies. We have superheroes. <laughs> so, right. So I feel, like, I feel like nerds are the new women. And so now they're like, hey, nerds go to movies. No duh. And yeah. um, so now they're like, we should make as much nerdy stuff as possible. And also, I think the the, the universe building 
It's helping, not the monster universe. No, but I think I think it. <laughs> no, it's really not. I think it. It's an easy pitch internally at a studio. If you, if you okay, because think of it. There's two choices, right? You can make a bunch of separate movies about monsters every year that don't relate to each other, or you could build on each other. And the idea is, okay, let's say the first one does eighty. The next one could do 90. I but feel, I feel by like, the time you're at movie five, you're doing like $150 million because everyone's like, oh, man, they're so cool. They're all in the movies together and blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's the same thing where it's just like, here's our Netflix-style subscription service. This is our Avengers-style movie series. Yeah, except it's $20 every time you go. Right. Ugh. So DC right now, One Woman did great. Yes. Uh, the Justice League is coming, and they are filming Aquaman. Rumor has it. That the next two DC films they are going to start filming are Justice League Dark and a Batgirl solo film. I thought these were shows they were doing on CW. Nope, 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 nope. They're gonna. Those are the two films that they are going to be. I don't. Rumor I don't. is those are gonna be the two films that they start filming next. No Suicide Squad two, no Justice League two, or the Batman movie that or they're Flash. working on, or the Flash. But these two, it's a rumor. Or the cyborg movie. But yeah, but so he was supposed to get one too. Yeah, right, they're all supposed to get their own ones. Which, by the way, I don't want a cyborg. I barely want a Flash movie. Right? Really? The show's so good. Why do you need a movie? Well, the show's only okay, but I the show's really good. The show's okay, but I definitely, really good. definitely don't want a Flash movie. Like, I don't want to watch an hour and a half of Ezra Miller going, "Oh, I'm really fast." <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> like, it's me. I'm fast. Yeah, and then it, they can't like they've gone through like three directors at this point. It's a great yeah. coming of age story. Really? Yeah, he already, the 22-year-old. Yeah. Right. He already came of age in the show. Like, they've already done that. So, they okay, so you, old you, you don't want to see those, right? No. So I, here's, uh, here's the, I do want to see Justice League Dark. Here's, I yeah. don't want to see a Batgirl movie. So here's DC saying, listen, we know you don't want the normal stuff. We're going to switch it up one time. We're coming Justice League Dark, and we're one coming with uh, Batgirl. Yeah, I don't want to see Batgirl. Why not? I, Does it depend on which Batgirl they give you, or no. just Batgirl in general? No, I just don't want a Batgirl movie. You want a what? What's Cassandra Kane? Even if it was Cassandra Kane, I, I wouldn't want it. You wouldn't be excited wow. about that. No, because think about each of the different Batmen they've created. Right. In what universe would that Batgirl work? Like it certainly wouldn't be in the Nolan three. No. Well, um, it'd have to be in the one they're creating. It'd now. have to be in the one with Ben Affleck now. Right. But does bright peppy? Little Wendy's girl, red hair, Barbara Gordon. Does that fit into this Batcave with this Alfred with this Batman? It's a dark and gritty bad girl who likes chicks. What? A, no, that's first of all, that's Batwoman. Uh, but even that, two even her, characters. right? Even her, like you're telling me that the movies can't mesh two characters into one. It would. It would be awful. Nobody would. They would. Everyone would be mad because, first of all, they don't even like it when Jamie Foxx is Electro. <laughs> so so if you if you took Barbara Gordon's character and merged her with the Batwoman character, who is a completely different person. Right, right. If you combine those two characters, everyone would lose their mind. They would be so upset with you because the two characters are completely different. One of them is a special forces lesbian who is trying to do this to kind of make up for the losses in her life. And the other one just really wanted daddy's attention. And went from librarian to vigilante. Like it just doesn't. It doesn't work. It's not. How many Batgirls have there been? Three. Three. So you got Cassandra Kane. We know about. And then... No. Well, yeah. She's she's a, she's a Batgirl. Barbara Gordon's a Batgirl, and Stephanie Brown is a Batgirl. So 
they couldn't do a Stephanie Brown and just make it a new. Everyone kind of hated Stephanie Brown, so like it'd be a. It wouldn't blow over. Way yeah. to re- way if, to rejuvenate it. If they if they were like, hey, we're doing Bad Girl, and it's Stephanie Brown, everyone would be like, Byron Gordon, what are you doing, Byron Gordon, what are you doing? Kind of, I kind of right. feel like because Wonder Woman did so well, they feel they need to find another woman. They feel I feel like with they that. could follow. You know what they should do? They yeah. call up Anne Hathaway. They do a Nolan Catwoman movie. That's what they do. I don't think Nolan's coming back. I don't think so either. But I think if you put like a big pile of money in front of them and said, please. <laughs> Just do it, please. please? A- Anne's on board. Right. Anne will do it. Anne will do it if you'll do it. And here's a big bag of money. Come on. Make it happen. I, I, I think I think the struggle with a lot of this DC franchise is just the lack of, I feel like the lack of vision that they have. Because yeah. they've, they've I feel like every week they're flip-flop. They're like, oh, right. we cut a director. Oh, we're not making this movie anymore. Oh, well, we're it's doing like with, this. Oh, we're doing that. Well, they do have someone helming up the movie stuff that's pretty good at building stuff. Well, but they don't listen to them. It doesn't do you any, if Geoff Johns, Jeff Johns, I think is actually how you say it. Geoff. It's spelled Geoff. I think it's Jeff Johns. It's yeah. Jeff Johns. If Jeff like John, yeah. Jeff Johns. If Jeff Johns <laughs> is your writer, and he's like he he's made DC comic books like the past fifteen years, his thumbprint is on everything. If he says this is what we should do as a movie, they should do it. But instead, like they're not going to have him override Zack Snyder. Well, Zack Snyder's out. Well, he's he's out now, but that's because right. of a family thing. But Josh Whedon's taking over for right, him. Right. So I'm saying you've got so Josh Whedon who's done so well with the Avengers. Right. Can he save the DC? But so now, what if he disagrees with, with Jeff Jones? Jeff Johns. <laughs> Jeff Jones, who Jeff Johns? What if he disagrees with Jeff with Jeff Johns? Like, they're going to go with Joss Whedon. He's a movie guy, plus right. he made the Avengers. So, like, they don't listen to him anyway, and they're obviously changing direction on so much stuff. Yeah. Here's the thing, and we never have talked about this for the Marvel movies, but I think one key ingredient in all of their success has been that Kevin Feige, Feige, whatever, mm-hmm. however. Kevin I don't, I'm maybe. However, he says his name. Kevin has run a really tight ship with the Marvel movies to the point where he fired the Ant Man director right before they started filming because he still wanted to make more changes to make it funnier. And he was like, "It's as funny enough. We uh, we need more action because right. we're making a superhero movie." Well, I feel like Marvel. Yeah, that movie was I don't. Pretty hilarious, I don't though. know if we we've talked about this, and I, I can't even I can't back it up with any kind of proof. But I feel like Marvel went into it with a plan. Yeah, and they exactly. said this is the plan, and we're gonna we're gonna stick to this plan, and it's gonna work. To but where they, DC, they're trying to catch up, and they keep. The, I mean, there's no could, there's no plan. It's just you could see that with the the phases, the Marvel phases. There, like there there's, like there's, for, there's movies planned for like 17 million years into the future. Well, right, but they also shuffle them too. They right. they shuffle so, they so shuffle willing, them, but they have they have the general idea of what they so want. They're to work willing with. to make the changes when they see the, in the tea leaves. Hey, Ant Man did way better than we thought. We got to work in an Ant Man right. sequel here. Guardians of the Galaxy went crazy. We gotta, They're gonna get their own. Got to do another one, right? And so, like they've they've worked that part out too, where they can be flexible. They have, but they still have a, plan, a plan, but it's flexible. Right. I feel like DC is just kind of like. How about today? You got to have a business plan. You do, you too. And I don't think DC has one. I think they were just banking on the fact no, I that think... it was Batman and it was Superman. And they were gonna be in a movie together. And it was gonna be awesome. It was it. gonna be great. And everyone was gonna and love it. Crit- I mean, it did a lot of money. Box yeah. office wise, yeah. critically, not like a Marvel movie. But it's like, oh gosh, what do we do now? I Man. think I think the problem at DC is that they've leaned on strong directors. David Ayers is very stylized, very visual. So Suicide Squad was a very visual movie, but substance wise, wasn't a great movie. And Superman Batman was kind of a Zack Snyder dream project. Uh, just like Watchmen was a panel for panel remake all the way up until they changed the ending of the movie. So like all these different things. They're leaning on these really powerful directors, 
And I think they have, I, I don't think they're just flying blind. These guys are putting out hundreds of millions of dollars in these things. I think they have a plan every year and then they're too sensitive to the critics and they're too weak with the directors and then they don't wind up getting the end product they're trying to get. Well, I mean, say what you want to say about BVS and Is that what Suicide you're doing now, BVS? Yeah, Batman Buffy the Vampire Superman. Slayer. Um, <laughs> reviews weren't very good. No, they weren't. Blah, blah, blah. But it still made you a ton of money. Sure, it made a ton of money. But the problem is, they, for some reason, they seem and they to be chasing... And they crack under the pressure of right. the reviews. Oh, the reviews are... Gotta switch things up. We gotta do right. something different. They seem to be chasing the good reviews instead of just saying, hey, we put $800 million in the bank. Right. What are we mad at? They need to follow the Transformers model. Just, just make boatloads of money. There's not lots of explosions, explosions in this movie. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to make tons of money. Can we have more explosions? Um, I just, more explosions, we need to, aisle 12. We right. need to call an airstrike so we get more explosions in the scene. Yes. I just, I, I definitely feel like they seem to be kind of caving every year to the stuff. No, I do. I mean, how long have they been editing uh, Justice League at this point? I don't know. Like, Zack Snyder's been working on this movie for like two years. He just stepped down for his family issues. And Joss Whedon now has come on. But... This movie should be done. Like it comes yeah. out in like four months. It like, should be. It should, it should be, be pretty close to rest. Wow, should, is it really? Should be. Finished. I mean, what November, right? I think it comes out this year, right? Oh my god, I feel so, like oh I feel like god. I feel like no one's ready. I feel no, like this movie is just thing, never going to exist. Ready. Like it's been a, like it's it, going to get pushed back like a week before release. <laughs> <laughs> that always weirds me out. If you're an actor and they roll your movie back like more than two three weeks, you've got to feel really like, are they ever going to release it? Because there's Justin Timberlake. Technically, one of his first movies is Alpha Dog, mm -hmm. and it doesn't come out for like over a year after it was after it supposed was, to. After it was supposed to, and by then, two other Justin Timberlake movies have come out, and people are like, "Oh, okay." Well, <laughs> Waiting for the I first guess, film, <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Right? They just <laughs> two years from ago. <laughs> right. So like, In Time came out, and then something else did, and you were like, "Okay, well, Justin Timberlake actually is not that bad of an actor." And then Alpha Dog drops, and you're you're like, all those people have all they've already done like three other movies. And Alpha Dog then drops. <laughs> uh, it's a weird movie, by the way. It's a really weird movie. Alpha Dog? Yeah. Based on a true story. It is. And when you tell people that, they go from thinking it's a great movie to being like, oh. Really? Oh. And it's a weird cast, too. Yeah, it's, it's good people in there. It's the guy from Into the Wild with Bruce Willis as his dad. Right. Um, the dude who's now one of the brothers in that crazy uh, T TNT show where they're all crooks. Right. Um, and then Justin Timberlake. And then the kid. Yeah, the kid. He's, he's the one that died, died now. He was in Star Trek. But he was in Star Trek. Like, he was a big actor too. Yeah. Uh, even the girl, one of the one of the two little girls that he gets crazy with in the swimming pool was uh, old big eyed. What's her name? Old big eyed. I don't know. <laughs> you, you know. You know. No. Amanda, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. yeah. Old big eyes. Old big eyes. <laughs> she got huge eyes. Yeah, she does have huge eyes. It's so like, it's like JFK coins on her face. <laughs> like they're just staring she's got at such you. huge eyes. She needs to watch us take a break. Oh, here we go. We get oh. back into the show. We're going to get into the weekly top three. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Oh, hey, guys. Nico DLG here with Nerd Thug Radio. And with school wrapping up and summer fast approaching, when the kids need out of the house, they should go to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has the largest Pokemon League in Texas and various events every day and especially weekends. Dungeons & Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road and in the Woodlands. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Ooh, oh, oh. 
the fastest growing pop culture radio show in all of Texas. I don't, I mean, I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. And you listen to us on Carnos FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are halfway through the show, which means we are at the weekly top three. I got nothing. Here we go. This is going to be boom. weird. Boom, 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 Here we boom, go. Boom, All right. It's the same spot in every show. We do our thing because we do it every week. That didn't even rhyme, but that's all right. This is week. I'm just going off the top of my head because I'm not me. Here we do. It's Spider-Man's top three characters that we like. I'm just kind of going with this. It's whatever. Nico sucks. I like me more. That's it. That was terrible. That was the worst one yet. Green eggs and ham? I did great. You nailed it. You nailed it. Your your Thanks. part was consistent and fantastic. Excellent. Thank you for that. I give I give you a C plus. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> Spider Man drops. Yes. Very very Spider-Man. soon. I'm so very, excited very about very soon. I'm, yeah. This so movie looks so good. So in honor of the Spider Man movie dropping, uh, mm-hmm. today's weekly mm-hmm. top three mm-hmm. consists of mm-hmm. our favorite Spider Man related characters. Oh. So in typical nerd thug fashion, Corey DLG, we let the worst of us go first. Here so we go, boys. Nico. Hey guys, Nico DLG here. Uh, <laughs> Don't laugh, hold it. All right, so my my top three, my number my number three here is Carnage. Ah, it's a good one, Maximum Carnage. What's the matter with you? Yeah, I just think it's a great concept for a character. You don't like, like Carnage? It's just your third favorite Spider-Man character of all time is a serial killing symbiote. Yeah, yeah. like murdered half of New York. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's just kind of a cool concept because while Venom is kind of caught up in his rivalry with Peter Parker. It's literally just like, if someone who was a psychopath got these crazy powers, this is Carnage. Yeah. <laughs> and, and his name is perfect. Yeah, that's true. And for those who don't know a ton, um, so Venom is obviously the symbiote everyone knows. Uh, the symbiote came from space on Spider-Man from Secret Wars or from the movies, different ways, whatever, whatever. It's an alien suit. Whatever, whatever. Um, well, basically what they started saying is, okay, well, if an alien suit is alive, it can spawn other alien suits. So while it was going through, for lack of a better term, a spawning cycle, the suit broke Eddie Brock out of jail, and his cellmate was Cletus Cassidy. Cletus was a serial killer who now became Carnage. What a great video game, though. No, man, Maximum Carnage was such a cool... And it was red, the cartridge. It was such a cool storyline and a great video game. So dope. You could call in the other people to help. Remember Cloak would show up and steal all the bad guys? Yeah. Man, like, yeah. Yeah. He's a great character. To be his number three, I'll give you that. Carnage is good. He's a big deal. It's just... I'll just have to say all my three are Spider-Man villains. They're not not his friends. Okay, I didn't... Okay, we went different directions Unless you're going to go Iceman. No. What? Spider-Man is, is amazing friends. friends. Okay. All right. Yeah, my, my number number one is Miss Lion. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so uh, DLG of the Corey variety. Uh, so my number three is, uh, all of mine are probably obvious, but my number three is Spider-Gwen. <laughs> I thought that was going to be your number one, actually. Uh, I just haven't done a lot yet with her to make her number one, but I just, from the second they even it's, it's showed. The it's the it's suit, suit, isn't it? The suit's a big deal. Like when they showed the first It's very sketch, striking. The suit is super striking. It's got the cool hood mask combo. And that was the first design that did that. And then everyone else has kind of ripped it off since then. 
Uh, but at the time, the suit was super striking because instead of being Spider-Man colors, it's like it's, white, it's black white and, and black with these like pink and blues to it. It feels very different. It's completely different. And uh, I just like the idea that in all these other universes, Peter Parker or some other guy is Spider-Man. And then in this one universe, Gwen Stacy is the hero. Right. Like she's the victim in all the other realities. Yeah, and no, in this she one, is. She's the hero. She's the hero. I think it's such a cool, just like a little a cool bit. I just released a new blog oh, okay. over the weekend. Okay. Um, a local here. Her name, she goes by the name Lala. Ah. Spider-Man was like her favorite character growing up. And in the blog, I was like, I could totally see her cosplaying as, as uh, Spider-Gwen. Oh, that'd and be that cool. Suit, she's got the blonde hair. And oh, okay. She's got the, right. got the frame for it. Oh. So uh, check out that blog. Oh, okay. Spider-Gwen, that's a good one. I, I just, yeah. Uh, that's one of my, yeah. That's your, that's your number three? That's my number three. Uh, my number three is going to be Dr. Octopus. Doc Ock. He's I, your boy. I really like Doc Ock. Okay. All right. He's such a... I mean, just to be that smart and then just be crazy and then have these Doc Ock arms that he creates and different variations. They're alive. Yeah. And, the, you know, <laughs> like, in the movie, too. like in the movies, they controlled him. And right. It was them doing the stuff, not him. But just the fact you've... I mean... And so you, I've always had these crazy names. Yeah. And they came with a guy named Dr. Octopus and put these mechanical arms on him. It is cool. It is cool. And he's I, like, I recently watched Spider-Man 2 again. It's There's so that good. really great bit where they call him Dr. Strange. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, I think that one's taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. And then like a Marvel Lego, you play him and he's like walking around on the legs. Like, yeah, he doesn't he, even he, touch he, the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. He's such a great character. Do you know one time he had animantian arms? Oh, and busted. He, he busted, busted. He beat the Hulk in yep. a fight. See, Doc do Ock's so great. Because his arms were unbreakable. Yeah, right. So true. now what, Hulk? Yeah, who's unbreakable now, bro? <laughs> also, he's he is a super genius. Right. So he kept Hulk off the ground. Oh, and, yeah. And he got no was, power now. Right. He was like, leverage this. Leverage this. You can't break my arms, and now you have nowhere to, to move. Use gravity now, bro. So Just hold he, on to one of the arms. He literally, like, pulls them in, like, and so they're, like, chin to chin almost, and he's like, you're mine now. And then he, like, throws them away. It's just kind of a neat moment. Doc Ock. He's a great villain. Doc Ock. Being also, cool. Also, they did a really cool thing with him where they turn him into the superior Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, is, and, he the, is he the number one Spider-Man villain in your mind? I mean, he has to be after that, right? right. Where he, yeah. So tell him about the superior okay. Spider-Man. So line. basically the premise of it is really neat. Dr. Octopus finds out that all these blows to the head have, have caused deteriorating brain damage. And slowly he is, he, he is dying now because he's been fighting superheroes this whole time. And he's a normal fat guy with super arms. <laughs> right. I mean, that's I'm Doc Ock. Right. That's Corey could be Doc Ock. That's what you it just boils down super to. Arms. Right. You because your cosplay is Doc Ock. He has super arms. Do the um, bowl cut. Heavy cut. Oh, God. Classic. So he's he's dying. So he figures out a way to, to live. He He's going to make these robots. He's going to put his brain in the robots, and they're going to like infect the whole city, and he's going to win. Spider-Man outsmarts him yet again, but this time Spider-Man uses his own brain to overpower it. So now Doc Ock has his brain patterns. He then tricks Spider-Man into giving up, into plugging himself in one more time, and Doc Ock steals Peter Parker's body. So now, so, while, good. so for a little while, Peter Parker's gone, but Doc Ock is living in, in Spider-Man's body. And when he takes over, the memories of Peter Parker overwhelm Otto and make him feel a sense of responsibility to the world. But he is still such an egotistical jerk that he just goes about being a good guy in the worst possible way. Yeah, so and good. so, like, he puts talons and claws on his costume, razor edges. He gives the spider legs back, like, 
he does all like kinds the, of the iron spider type dealio. Sort of. He does all kinds of just cool little things. spider bots. He puts spider bots out in the city to patrol the city for him, so he doesn't have to patrol, and he can just be notified when there's trouble. <laughs> and then so he cool. has them watch his friends for him. Like instead of Spider-Man always finding out at like, the last second, like Otto Octavius was a better Peter Parker than Peter Parker was. He's a better he was, Spider-Man. Because he was, he was organized. He was superior. He was he superior. Was, uh, nice. But yeah, it was such a cool storyline. And then at the end, Peter Parker wins. But obviously. Oh, right. But to be fair, they switched bodies and he did die. Yeah, that's true. He did. He he won at first. Peter Parker mm-hmm. actually died. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nico, guy. what's your number two? Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider. Oh, okay. 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 Our very own Houston-based. Our very uh, own Houston-based superhero. Heck the cl- yeah. The clone actually, of Spider-Man, right? Actually, that's... Was it, is it the wrong one? Yep. Oh, no. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Wrong one. Yeah, that was the first that one's the clone, right? So Ben Riley is the clone. Right. And then there was another clone called Kane. Okay. And in the beginning, Kane was a villain. Ben Riley dies. Kane feels bad because technically they're like genetic brothers. He's like, oh, one of the brothers I was died. also a clone. So Kane takes up the mantle of Scarlet Spider. And leaves the and city. And comes to Houston. And in Houston, he is fighting like a League of Assassins type thing because he's a former assassin himself. Also, he like web Houston. swung all the way from was like Chicago to, yeah. to Houston. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. I bet, yeah. I bet he took a bus. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Maybe I'm a plane. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think he just web swung. There's not enough all the like way. buildings in between. There. Trees, See, like, <laughs> like jogging down the <laughs> streets in the yeah. middle of Oklahoma. He gets to the plains. <laughs> yeah. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. Trying to just, swing from like trees. Like, There's like push. one. There are 18 wheelers. So maybe he hitched a ride, took a break. And he just rode on the back. Get of me one. to the next town. Yeah. <laughs> How weird would it be to find out Scarlet Spider was like a hitchhiker? Yeah, he probably <laughs> would, he had no webs. He actually couldn't web swing. Yeah. So now I, Ben Riley just came back. And they're doing right, some, right. some other stuff. But, but yeah, it's surprising there's not more Houston-based superheroes because Houston's a huge city. Well, for a long time, Marvel's main offices were in New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And, and typically, the writers would move to New York because there were a lot of editorial meetings and stuff like that. So they wound up just writing with the new. Plus, New York is such a big, bustling place. It's just easy to say. It's always been like New York and then California with right. LA like and San Francisco yeah. and stuff. And, but even, even the West Coast. To a much lesser right. extent. Right. I mean, I mean, the West Coast and Avengers. Canada. I mean, look at those guys. Right. And Canada got play. And Alpha then, flight. Then some weird town in Oklahoma for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Asgard showed up. Right. Boom. It's your boys Asgard here. It's your boys. Asgard here. Thor, here's some money. This is my place now. He literally just dumps a massive pile of gold on the ground and is like, this is for your land. And the guy's like, oh, okay. Okay, go, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah, okay. I'll take it. It's like that one time that Bane targeted Houston where everyone in the audience was like, what? Yeah, why is he? What? I don't even know we were in that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was cool that the Steelers were the Gotham team in yeah. the movie. Makes sense. It was neat. Actually, you know what? I, I would see... Uh, more like Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens. As Gotham? As Gotham. The you, Ray Lewis Ravens. No, I kind of like the idea of Pittsburgh. It's like a steel city no, kind of town. It, like but, old in, old industry, poor the, now. The, the Ray Lewis Baltimore Ravens squad. You know who it definitely wouldn't be? Who? Paris. The city of Paris. The city? It's Pittsburgh, not Paris. <laughs> okay, I don't even know what's happening right oh, now. Right. I don't know what you're doing. It's a bit. Is it a, bit? it's a bit? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> we don't really have time to get into Corey's number two, so we're just stalling by making up crazy bits, oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't think, no, I don't know, because I feel like if the Ravens and Batman were in the same town, Batman would have arrested half the Ravens. You think so? <laughs> right? That's true. Right? Like, how many of the Ravens would Batman have to have hunted down at yeah, some point? Yeah, not true. Well, I mean, he would have arrested James Harrison for something. 
just being scary. Yeah. James Garrison is a scary <laughs> man. A scary bro. But hey, let's jump out to a break now that we're done stalling. Uh, we'll get back into more of the weekly top three. Uh, Corey's got his two, so do I. And then we'll get into the ones. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Ooh. Hey, Conroe, Corey DLG here to let you know about Wild Things Bar and Grill, a modern-day rustic saloon with all-American charm. They're the premier family-friendly sports bar and restaurant in the Conroe Woodlands area, proudly welcoming Conroe to their ambient atmosphere of delicious food, relaxation, and quality entertainment. That's Wild Thing Restaurant at 1488 and I-45. Wild Thing, easy on the eyes. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. We're in the middle of our weekly top three. This week we are doing our favorite characters of, related to Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Any form of Spider-Man that you can think of. Characters that relate to him. Uh, in honor of the Spider-Man movie that's coming out that looks like it's going to be Dope. It's gonna be a monster. It's gonna be amazing. Unlike the monster movies, which aren't a monster. <laughs> Not very good at all. So Nico's gotten in his three and his number two. His three was Carnage. His number two was Scarlet Spider. A.K.A. Scarlet Spider. Ben Riley. Nope, Kane. The Houston one. <laughs> oh, you changed it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how much is your favorite. Yeah. You didn't even I, know the right. I forgot one. which one. I get confused. There's so many clones of Peter Parker now. Corey's number three. Sad but true. Was Spider Gwen. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. My number three was Doc Ock. Octo Octavius. Otto Octavius. And now we're getting into Corey DLG. That was just so convenient. You're number two. Mm-hmm. You know what I just realized talking yes. about your number talking Yeah, go ahead, right ahead. How many how many evil scientists Spider Man encounters? Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. Like Lizard, Doc Ock, Norman Osborne, uh the Jackal. Um Isn't was the Vulture? No, well, he was no. The, was Vulture was just some dude who found someone. Yeah, he found a power suit that made him um, there's one more. No, I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, the guy who built the spider slayers. I don't remember his name though. The spider he, what? There for a long time there, there's machines called spider slayers. And you say what? Yeah. yeah exactly. And so anyway, this guy he dies, but he he builds like this army of and they they just keep showing up randomly every once in a while. Another spider slayer just out of the blue, like he just has them. Like, Here they come. Like warehouses full of them that just randomly Here's turn Gianni. on and hunt <laughs> Spider Man down. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's I been just a imagine while. it's just a little kitchen timer. Just yeah, like, <laughs> and they just like wake <laughs> up, <laughs> and the robots like, oh, robot, yeah, I'm he wake, to go kill some Spider Man. He wakes up and then turns it on again. <laughs> yeah, for the next, five more minutes. He turns, minutes. On, he turns it on for the next guy. Yeah, yeah. it's like a bigger row. <laughs> yeah. All right, so DLG. <laughs> It's good, I just right? Like that idea. Like, <laughs> okay, I'll see you later. I got you. Uh, so anyway, my number two though is the black cat. Yeah. What if Spider-Man married the black cat? See, that's the thing that's that's cool about just kind of superheroes in general. Spider-Man actually, they, they kind of talk about this from time to time that Peter Parker is so put together, sort of. <laughs> um, he means well, but he's he's a very responsible, very super conservative kind of person. But the Spider-Man is very wisecracking, freewheeling. Wheeling. No matter what does the right thing. Like, Spider-Man is the reason Peter Parker looks like such a loser all the time because everything he's late for, everything that he misses, they just think he's a flake, but really it's because he's saving the day, saving the world. And so... the best. Right. So the Black Cat, <laughs> the like, represents that kind of wild side, that sort of allure of, why be Peter Parker? Right. Like, like just stay Spider-Man. All the time. And, and cool. you can hang out with, with sexy Felicia Hardy. And then so he... like she's never drawn ugly. Like mm-hmm. there's never a time mm-hmm. when you're like, what? Why would you want to? Oh, you want to hang out with? I don't know. Cat. We'll see this movie and see how 
bad she's drawn. Have they even have they said they're gonna cast yet? No, not yet. I, I don't know that I even want to watch it. Early stage. You know you're going to. I'm gonna if they cast the right person, I'll have to. Like <laughs> no matter what, you're gonna watch it. I don't know. I You'll don't watch know. it. Even if they cast Roseanne as the black cat. Just so you can just watch so it. you can roast it for yeah. ten hours. Do you know what movie I never saw? What? Catwoman. You never saw Catwoman with Halle no, Berry? Right. It's on Netflix now. You can catch it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Still not, not going to do it. It's not very good. Still not going to do it. I watched it. Not very good. Multi- Later in the show. Multiple times. I've even show, played a PlayStation game. I want to talk about Sense8. Okay. Uh, never seen that, so this right. ought to be fun. Yeah. We, but I, I so Black Hat's number two. Black Hat's my number two. My number two. You guys ready for this? Yeah. James Franco is my number two. <laughs> Hey guys, Just, J. Joma Jameson is my number one. Right. James Franco. James Franco from the first Spider-Man no, movies. Th- thanks for clearing that up. No, okay. <laughs> I, I love James Franco and I like you know what he was trying to do there. Imagine if they cast James Franco now as Norman Osborn. He would be perfect. He would be the perfect Norman Osborn in my mind. James I'm, Franco. I'm shaking my head in complete disbelief. <laughs> no, you're putting the microphone on your forehead like yeah. you do in your personal life. Right. I don't. Him as Norman Osborn. <laughs> Like, I don't just, it's great. What is the matter with you? What do you mean what's the matter with me? James Franco. Norman Osborn is coming back to movies. He's like a mole you have to get removed. Like So is Norman Osborn. No, Norman Osborn is a great character. And James Franco would be perfect. Is not. William Dafoe was him the first time. William Dafoe's amazing. (laughs) He was a great Green Goblin. He went crazy on screen. And James Franco can do the same thing. No, he can't. Do not compare James Franco to William Dafoe. If James Franco shows up, I am getting Avi Arad right now. I am calling him up, and I'm saying, (laughs) I found your Norman Osborn for your Black and Silver movie. He just, Boom, like shows up, he just shows up one time, and then he's in down the road. Man, it'd be so great. I don't want to see James Franco in anything. I ever. love James Franco. The only James Franco movie that I even kind of like, so there's two. Spring Breakers, because it's just such a crazy, weird right. movie. Um, but even then, he's completely obnoxious in it. Um, and then the other one. Uh, Pineapple Express? No. The End? Yeah. Sunny? It's The End. The one where he, where, yeah, the end. You can't. I can't talk about half of that movie on this show. Or the one where the, uh, the South Korean movie. What was that one called? Again? No, that one was with him and too. Seth Rogen. Yeah, oh, the so interview. Good. Yeah, that's so good. I love James Franco. Seth Rogen is amazing. He just gets to make like the dumbest things possible. And they're hilarious. They really are. Did you see what he said? Did you see what's going on with like? I guess it's Sony or somebody. Not Sony. Uh, somebody uh-huh. came out and released. That they're gonna remake some of the the comedy movies. But like Walmart style, so all the bad words are out. Oh no! And Seth Rogen was like, "Please don't mess up my movie." Right. <laughs> Please leave my stuff alone. Right. James Franco, my second favorite Spider-Man character. Did you ever see when Seth Rogen testified before Congress? Uh. Uh-uh. His mother-in-law apparently suffers from dementia. Okay. And it was very recently after they got married that she was diagnosed, so like they kind of took her in almost right away. And like a lot of their marriage is wrapped around taking care of her. And so he testified before Congress about dementia. It was one of the weirdest things because Seth Rogen's like, I never thought I would have to be here. And I certainly didn't think I would be talking about anything serious if I ever talked to any of you people. You've seen Ashton Kutcher before? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Um, whole different side of him. Stephen Colbert, when he went before Congress, was awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Chase Franco, second favorite Spider-Man character. Nico, you're number one. Miles Morales. Miles Morales. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. I was hoping he'd show up on this list. He's awesome. Is he? After after obtaining the Spider powers, is he? He takes up the mantle of Spider Man after the tragic death of Peter Parker. My favorite thing Boom. about Miles Morales, 
probably is from Secret Wars. Okay. Where he jumps on the ship. Yeah. And then, like, eight issues later, he's like, oh, I have a cheeseburger. Right. <laughs> and someone looks at him and he's like, what, I'm 12. Like, I'm always hungry. Like molecule man is hungry. He's like, oh, I've got a cheeseburger. Right. You've been holding on to that this entire time. So, essentially, it's like a, a nine-year-old cheeseburger at that point because they've been in suspended yeah. animation and That's stuff. my favorite Miles Morales moment ever. Um, I do like the Pocket character of Miles Morales because I think what they did in the Ultimate Universe was very cool. So... The Ultimate Universe was supposed to be a, a modern reboot of the old Marvel. Right, right, right. The Avengers were very stylized, very cool. Um, I'm going to kind of hold back because I want to talk about this more for my number one. Okay. But uh, so eventually they do kill that Peter Parker, though, because they kind of realize that the Ultimate Universe is made for taking risks. Yeah. And in the X-Men, of uh, the Ultimate X-Men, they took tons of risks uh -huh. and did a bunch of crazy stuff. Oh, a lot of so good. They did so many twists on all of like the key Marvel characters. Can we both agree, real quick? The best thing about the Ultimates universe was Ultimate X Men. Yes, so yes, good. because they kept you. Ne they kept throwing curveballs on mm -hmm. the old ideas. Right. So like uh, when Cable shows up in the Ultimate Universe, I was like, Oh God, I hate Cable. It's Greatest this character. It's gonna be ever. so terrible. And Robert Kirkman was writing that story. And so Cable shows up, and he's he's fighting the X-Men, and he's old, but there's something kind of familiar about him, and you find out at the end of it that he's Wolverine. You find out that it's Wolverine. Mind time. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's such a cool idea for a time-traveling right. character. Uh, so, like, they just kept switching stuff up. And so they went like with that. the new Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe. Right, and they and took this big Morales. risk, and they kill Peter Parker, and someone else, like, out of respect for everything Spider-Man has done, wants to follow the mantle. I think right. that's such a cool idea. Uh, which brings me to my number one, Go which ahead. is Ultimate Universe Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, oh, look at that. We're connected. They dealt, They just told a lot of really good stories. Brian Michael Bendis did just one yeah, huge run. Close close toss-up there with Ultimate X-Men and Ultimate Spider-Man. Right. Ultimate Spider-Man started it. Right. Ultimate Spider-Man was the launch for the whole universe, and X-Men took bigger risks. They did some different stuff. They killed Professor X, and he kind of stayed dead the rest of the way. They they did different things, mm -hmm. but the, the, bit, the better stories... We're in Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. They just did a lot of cooler, small moments because Peter Parker really struggled, like, when they faced Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, and literally there's video of Kingpin killing a guy, and it gets turned in and turned over to the authorities, and Kingpin gets away with it because his lawyer gets the tape thrown out of court. And Peter Parker's freaking out, and he's like, I can never win. Like, no matter what I do, the courts can't, like, what, how do I do this without being something worse than a hero? Right. And so, like, it was just... They did so many cool stories and beats and just moments with the character, and then they, they took an even great risk and killed him. Right. Uh, what's your number one? My number one's Venom. Okay. It's my right. favorite Spider-Man. Uh, the Lethal Protector. Yep. Every every incarnation of Venom I've, I've enjoyed. It's, it's you know, and what's funny is... What about anti-Venom? We do these... Uh, yeah, it's such a weird thing. We do these top threes, and we get to our number ones, and we barely have time to talk about <laughs> it because we talk so much, but... I, I really like this character. Are we done? Yeah, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> this but is my no. favorite. Uh, Venom, for sure. Uh, it's my favorite Spider-Man. I mean, when you when you think Spider-Man, Venom is synonymous with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's the opposite side. He's the weird, gooey Spider-Man. Yeah. He's... <laughs> and even though the Spider-Man 3, the one with Tobey Maguire, was just awful. Like, it was <laughs> yeah, just awful. Dude. The one thing I did think that it kind of made good points is whenever the black suit and the, the symbiote took over Peter Parker and it changed him. And yeah. Kind of made him into that cocky, arrogant... Everything you want to be, but you don't because you have, you know, you, the, the moral compass. The moral compass. Yeah. That was the one thing I think they got right with the Venom in that movie. Everything else was garbage. They, um, and they show it with a dance scene, though. Yeah, that's the book. That's, man, that's Sam the part. Raimi. Like, man, he lost it right there. He ruined everything. They even had Sandman in that. Yeah. 
And it was a good one. Flint Marco was played by uh, the... the uh, uh, it doesn't matter. He, yeah. he looks just like him. He does. Just he, like him. He does look just like him, but he's he a really good actor, man. too. He's a super good actor. Here, that you was like the best part of that movie. You want a cheeseburger? <laughs> yeah, I've got it right here. <laughs> one so thing before weird. we get out, uh, I'm probably going to go over time here. Um, I think with the Spider Universe and then the different incarnations of Spider-Man is probably the one thing comics have gotten right with making incarnations of a character. When you look at like Superman, he's such a huge character. They've got so many different versions of Superman, and none of them really can compare to just Superman. But with Spider-Man, with Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales... And there's other, there other Spider Man, other Spider Man that work and gets people's attention, and you, you and they're, enjoy. They're all different. They're like not we, just we couldn't do. What's our top three favorite Supermans and characters? And I don't think another version of Superman, except maybe Superboy, would make the top three. Yeah, they've no. done a really good job with the Spider Verse in general. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's kind of the big thing about Spider is the characters. No, definitely the yeah. characters. Uh, so with that let's jump out to a break. When we come back, we'll get to the Nico DLG segment um, with great. Responsibility comes something? Uh, yeah. yeah, something like Matt? that. Right. Talk Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. With great power comes great responsibility. There you go. There you go. There's going to be an introductory hypnosis training July 14th through the 16th of 2017. It's open to everyone interested about learning hypnosis. For more information, uh, there's a phone number that you could look into. It's 281-336-0201 or an info.cchoston at gmail.com. Hypnosis is an incredible way to make changes in a life. It can help people increase physical performance, break habits, quit smoking, get motivation to achieve goals and dreams, or even learn how to stop procrastinating. Uh, it can help someone be a better person and finally have the happiness that they're looking for. Um, so anyone interested to learn to change their thoughts uh, to create a better world around themselves should look into this introductory hypnosis training course, July 14th through the 16th, 2017. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Check us out, Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Mm. As always, yeah. we got NerdThugRadio.com. Mm. Yeah. So we're in segment seven of the show. We're getting towards the end, which means Nico segment has arrived. Hey, guys. Nico DLG here. Nico DLG. Coming to chill <laughs> What you got this week, man? You, hey, listen. Before you do this, I just want you to know. The last two weeks, you've been kind of on point with your segments. Yep, yep. Don't blow it now. So today, I want to talk about anime. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's, Light, not, that's not what I was going for. Lights out. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to talk. This is this is now about two weeks old, but I participated in another Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. Oh, my did you? Second okay. ever. All right. Okay. I finally got my official Konami ID. I'm in the system now. Oh. <laughs> Getting fancy. Okay. He's an official card player. Yeah. Yeah. I got the official. Where did you play at this tournament? Uh, it was uh, the uh, previous, the same store I played last time. New place, right? Okay. The new place. Okay. Um, so this time was quite the different experience because there was way more people. Did you get rolled? Uh, no, I actually went two and two. Got a 50% chance. Nice. Okay. Boom. Boom. All right. Nailed it. I All right. continue. So when I got there, it was like, eh, it was like six o'clock. The, match, uh, the games didn't start until about seven. It's like 6.30, actually. So I got there about 30 minutes before, and I was like, oh, you know what? I really want to play. And then I realized I got no cash on me, but I do have a bunch of cards. Okay. And so I was like, man, I really want to play in this tournament. And I was like, well, I just go up to the store order. I'm like, hey, let me slog these off, and I'm going to get uh, entry and a beef jerky. 
<laughs> so you hawked the cards you had. Yep, some of them that I had just laying around in my binder. Okay, all right, that's cool. And I got my tournament entry in. I got in there, got my free booster pack because, uh, you know, Konami is a huge company. So they're like, oh, you get a free pack when you enter, which is neat. It's really just a purchase, honestly. It's like a free tournament, but you have to buy a booster pack to get in. Okay. Okay, all right. So I get into this tournament, and I realize I have the worst decks in the world with me. Because the last time I played, I I just got rolled. Right. And this time, I remember that. This time, it's literally just three structure decks that I bought, and I just put them together in one, one nice deck that I just kind of cut down all the extra fat on. Okay. I was like, trim the fat. Trim the trim the fat, and we're gonna go with this. Okay. So this was the first game. Uh, took about ten thousand years. So if you don't know, the way Yu-Gi-Oh is set up is you have fifty-minute rounds, and then it's you, it's best of three. So wow, that's rough. Yeah. So you play like fifteen games a night. Yeah. Ugh. Oh wait, but my math, it's like twelve hours. Oh uh, no, like one round, and there you can go into time, but it's usually best of three. Oh, oh so you play so fifty you, minutes. You play fifty minutes when you're time's trying called. to get three matches. You're trying to get three games minutes. in, and that's oh, one. I thought match. it was three fifty-minute matches. <laughs> that's what I thought you were saying. Oh no, 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 no. Dunzo. You're trying I'm to get. Out. Three. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, it takes so like twenty-eight hours later. So round one's two and a half hours. So, so my first round is against uh, one of the worst things I think everyone who has ever played a card game or a board game or any sort of game where it's just, like, the wall. Did Their you whole... give your first opponent a NerdThug Radio card? No, I didn't have any with me. Did you tell him you worked for NerdThug Radio? No. What do, you, what do you do there? Bum, bum, bum. No. Well, that eat first my beef jerky. Yeah, you uh-huh. eat my one, my tiny beef jerky that I had for <laughs> free. Beef jerky. Uh-huh. For free, quote, quote. Look, it's not about the size of the beef jerky. It's about the taste of, never mind. <laughs> it's not about the size of the beef jerky. It's about the beef jerky and the size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No big eyes. Anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah, man, so so big eyes. So you ran into the wall. I ran into, I ran into a wall. The match took, literally, I think, we finished, we finished, so game, game one, Took like thirty minutes. Round one fight. Game two took two minutes. It was just an absolute sweep on uh, my end. I just, I just, I rolled him. I just opened up the hand of the legend and just okay. rolled straight through him. And then game three was just like it was like right. We finished right at the fifty minute. They called time, no and we had just finished. About. I don't either. But uh, okay, so round yeah. one, we 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 finished. It was it was a it was a, a rough first game, but I, I won the second two. Hey, okay. Hey. So round two, now that I'm one and oh, of course, the first thing I pair against is the most meta deck in the universe. In the universe. It's literally I play I have one card, here's I draw five more cards. I wanna I wanna live in Nico's world. Right, I do. Because everything's like so high stakes. Everything is high stakes. It's like he lives like an animated comic book, cartoon, video game world. And he literally spends most of his life in his room. Where everything is like, this is the greatest thing in the universe. (laughs) This is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> this is the best deck ever. It's like, so, like instead of Scott Pilgrim, it's Nico De La Gorgia. Right. Versus, versus the world. The stakes are all so high in Nico's world. That, that's everything is like, dramatic. That's right. my new Everything's exciting. Every card. Every card. You look like with the hat and the vest, you look like 
like a guy who loved an '80s band yeah. when they were cool, <laughs> right? But never put them down. Right, go get it. Here's the Nico music. Ready? Yeah, that's it's literally. Nico D-O-G versus the world. So like, so you never got married. You never have kids. <laughs> like, and like the family's over to visit, and you're like, guys. I learned I learned their last song, Dragonfire. <laughs> Listen, check it Do out. Do I still wear whitewashed jeans? <laughs> yeah. Nice. And like, you're losing the hair in the front of your head, but you kept the ponytail. <laughs> yeah. The skullet. Yeah, I'm like rocking the, the skullet. Greg universe where he's got like the super long hair. Nico D.O.G. versus the world. They're coming to play House of Blues this weekend, and it's going to be like a $25 ticket. It reminds me of like, have you seen that new that new commercial? I think it's for... American Express, MasterCard, maybe, whatever. The guy's at his computer, and his buddy comes in. He's like, confirmed. They're playing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We got to go. Right. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm working at, like, an old-school blockbuster that's right. not even a blockbuster it's, anymore. It's like you, except, like, they're in a nice office, yeah. whereas you would not be at all. I'm, I'm behind a video store that no one comes anymore like, because now there's DVDs <laughs> and subscriptions, but I'm still... Peddling DVDs cases. In your, in your version of the commercial, the doors are rusted open. Yeah. So, like, you just kind of lean in and one of them just falls over when you touch it. <laughs> I'm working at a Valero. <laughs> no, you're working across from the Valero at the knockoff Texaco that goes one penny cheaper. Yes. And your boss, Abdul, is like, I don't care. Stop. Confirm. What did I tell They're you? playing. House right. of Blues. Joseph, I've told you seven times the trash needs to be taken out. Stop Stop playing your stupid music and take the trash out. I don't even know like what nationality my I didn't boss wanna, is now. I didn't want to go like too... To... I mean, is that Romanian? Is yes. that Russian? Because we're trending huge in Russia right now. That's right. Radio is. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, we probably should tell Moscow. people that. Why not? <laughs> Maybe we're getting hacked right dun, 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 now. Dun, yeah, no, it's the Russian dun, 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 The website versus the world. Dun, dun, dun. I did take a game from the most meta deck in the universe, though. Oh, the most meta deck in the universe. Nico DLG stole a game. Just, just, just so you know the comparisons. The deck I built cost about thirty dollars. The deck he played about six hundred. About. Which is absurd. I like this episode. <laughs> this segment's the best. Alright, so uh, continue with this epic. The most epic Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament so, in all of Copperfield, Texas. So without running down any more details, how'd you do? Uh, two, two and two. We two and that. two. I did alright. Okay, alright. Did you run into another meta deck? Oh, what was what was oh. my round three game? No, my round three game was a was a lockout deck. I just like it was either lockout, lockout or meta. It's like it's a party with teenagers at is a it? church. <laughs> That's a lock in. Oh, <laughs> a, lo- a lockout is what Nico my- DLG versus the lockout is yeah. what any, da, da, da. any of my significant others do to me when they're tired of me. Yeah, your, lockout. Your parents, everyone, everyone. Hey, let's play lockout, Corey. What's that? Yeah. Go outside real quick. Yeah. Locked out. Oh. And done. And done. So I'll just sleep in the yard. I'll go sleep in my car. I would a do bottle that. of whiskey and the keys are in the passenger seat. There's always whiskey in my car. Dun dun dun. Meta deck in the universe. <laughs> Most meta deck in the universe. <laughs> Okay, so you go two and two. Uh, did they take like the top eight, the top fifteen? How many people were there? Uh, I think there was thirty-one. Wow. Two of us. What day was this? Tuesday. On a Tuesday. On play, a Tuesday. Playing Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. on a Tuesday. So, okay. Yeah. So what my, else are the my, college kids gonna last, do now? My last round was the worst Summertime. thing in the universe. We went over in time. My opponent didn't know what half of his deck did, and he kept arguing me about rulings. 
it was the worst. Was it the worst in the universe? It was it was possibly the worst match to be ever held in the history of Yu-Gi-Oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I spent dun, dun, dun. an hour arguing with a guy who doesn't even know what his own stuff does. Right. I don't like that. I, I like know your that. dick better than you know your dick. That I drives do. me crazy. <laughs> Bro. Like he drives me crazy when someone's like, yeah, so when I tap this, I can explode all your people. That's not that's not I forgot more about your deck than you will ever know. But things that would be like, oh, deck. And you try to activate two of the same card, and it literally says on the card text, you can only activate one. Well, did he have glasses? Yes. Come on, Nico. That's insensitive. He can read. He's insensitive. He's got a disability. Jeez. I mean, he's not incorrect. You are, you're making fun <laughs> dun, of someone dun, with dun, visual dun, impairment. Dun, 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 Nico DOG makes fun of disabilities. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Always. <laughs> in the, the universe. There's just big explosions in the back. Right. Boom, boom, boom. You need to wear jammers, Because then, then, I, then I became Jammer. the worst human <laughs> to ever exist. Panamanian flag jammers. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the great cartoon. That's what we should. We need to make... We can make cartoons. You know, do uh, you ever see, oh, I can't think of his name now, the British comedian. Uh, Mr. Bean? No. <laughs> Richard, Ricky Gervais. Yeah. And he had a radio show for a long time with him and his writing his writing partners. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they would animate it and air it on HBO. It's so great. It's so funny. I wish we were animated. Because they would just animate. So they would get him on, They their buddy is kind of a dummy, so they would ask him stuff and like like sayings and stuff. He would get sayings wrong all the yeah, time. Yeah, kind of what I do. So yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like what you do. So, We're basically copying them. Really? Copyright infringement. Yeah, so like one time it was something about a worm and it was like how the early burn gets the worm or whatever and he was like, well, you know what to say about the worm and he's British. I'm not going to be able to do it right, so whatever. That wasn't um, close. I know, I know. As I was doing it, I was like, it's going to be terrible. I just won't do it. Do it. And they were like, they that were was like, like a Tejano clown. They were like, how do you get clown? Never mind. Mama, mama. Um, so anyway, they were like, "How?" Do, they were like, "What do you mean? What about the worm?" And they're like, "Well, you know, when he's when he's early, he he gets eaten." And <laughs> just don't be the early worm. And they were like, "That's not what the saying is." And he goes, "That's the saying." And they were like, "No, the saying is the early bird gets the worm." And he's like, "That's right." And don't you think that worm was early too? Right. <laughs> don't, just don't be the early worm. Right. Don't be the early worm. Be the lackadaisical Nico DLG worm. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Then you Nico, get to talk about the most intense things in the galaxy. Nico will be the last worm crawling. And with that, let's come out to a break. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Nerd Talk Radio. In the universe. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons & Dragons. From Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny, they've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family-friendly and great-to-go-to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. You're listening to us on Condos FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Stations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Corey DLG. Let's talk about hypnosis. Oh, okay. Go. Do you see this pendulum? 
follow it. From the, oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was about to. You almost tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest trick in the galaxy. All right, go. All right. Uh, so there's there's gonna be an introductory hypnosis training July 14th through the 16th of 2017. It's open to everyone interested about learning hypnosis. For more information, uh, there's a phone number that you could look into. It's 281-336-0201 or an info.cchoston at gmail.com. Hypnosis is an incredible way to make changes in a life. It can help people increase physical performance, break habits, quit smoking, get motivation to achieve goals and dreams, or even learn how to stop procrastinating. Uh, it can help someone be a better person and finally have the happiness that they're looking for. Um, so anyone interested to learn to change their thoughts uh, to create a better world around themselves should look into this introductory hypnosis training course, July 14th through the 16th, 2017. Hypnosis. Um, how do you feel about hypnosis? I, I mean, know. I'm, you know, it's a sponsor, I'm very, but I'm not going to say something negative here. But I mean, I'm, do you believe in... I, I don't know. I'm very skeptical you're you're, you're very hypnosis. skeptical of of all. Th- oh, okay. I do have something I want to. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I got Hercules, so excited. Like, I'm Hercules, stuff. Hercules. So I saw I uh, I saw this trailer. Okay. For a movie called Sir No Face: Proof of the Supernatural. Okay. Okay. Is it a documentary or it is. a okay. spoof? No, it's a documentary. Sounds like a spoof. Nico. This is a real. Or is thing. it a mockumentary? There's an incredible trailer for this thing, and it's actually okay. got a three minute intro to the trailer. Well, they just explain what happened mm-hmm. and what they're doing. This guy's like a small-time filmmaker, and he's buddies with like a ghost hunting crew. Okay, is this about the Slender Man? No, 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 no. This is a Sounds real. Like it. This is a real story. Okay, so the Australian government a real has story. this. Okay, okay, a okay. real story. Sure, right. <laughs> well, a real man, story. Not, I no, wish no. we had the camera that was on all of us. I know, a right? Real story. Hold on, I gotta switch over to mine. Real, real story. All right, back to court. There's a lot of like creepy hands in the air right now. <laughs> We're like those inflatable uh, things. <laughs> Lucky wavy inflatable armaments. Uh, I want to yeah, take one home. I want to take one home. Uh, but so the Australian government, for the first time uh, ever, ever actually, the first time any Why government there was aliens. No, the, oh, they are no. getting rid of banning Dang. Scientology, I believe. Australia. Uh-huh. Good, Good for them. them. Good for them. Uh, but for the first time worldwide, a, a national government actually authorized a ghost hunting expedition they had been getting all these complaints of a uh something going on in one of their little old fort military base things probably crawling with just scorpions so so the crew gets together they do all the little paranormal investigating stuff that they usually do uh they wind up getting some pretty good evidence the first day so they decided to just keep coming back the australian government's paying them so they're just gonna keep coming back and keep studying keep studying keep studying so they wind up building this relationship with this thing they start getting this really interesting footage. Um, in the trailer, it says that there's this one part where they're sitting in the room, and there's a beam of light that just kind of bursts into the room, and no one has any shadows when this occurs. And they're they're literally asking for a demonstration from the spirit, and he lights up the whole room, and then dis- and it, like it's like a like a, almost like a strobe light, but there's no source for light. It kind of comes from nowhere. Lights up the whole room in like this weird reddish glow, um, and so they keep filming. They keep filming. Finally, towards the end of their stay there, they've built up this relationship with this entity, whatever it is, and they literally set up some cameras and say, if you'd like to come show yourself, we're going to leave this here and we're going to go. And apparently, he does, in fact, there's a there's a full-body premonition caught completely on film, can't be debunked. So the, so but it's caught on film, but it can't be debunked. No, right. So here's so, On film, though. Right. Yes. 
don't know what you're through post production. That's okay. So I'm gonna get to that. So the ghost people, this happens. This guy, when he when he goes over the footage and sees what he has, he calls his buddy who makes documentaries. He's like, You're not gonna believe what I've what I I I'm ninety nine percent sure I just proved ghosts are real. Because like, okay, whatever. Because I'm sending you the file, take a look at it. So he looks at it and he's like, Okay, it's super creepy, it's super crazy. Uh, I, I I don't know enough about film to say yes or no if it's real or not. So he he happens to live next door to a guy who does special effects for movies. Like he he designed the transformation effect for Transformers, things like that. Okay. So he gives the guy he gives it to the to that guy the digital artist. That guy spends like a month going over every frame, and he said if it's digitally done, I've never seen work of this quality. I don't see how it's not real. So now. The documentary guy then turns around and basically makes a movie out of their footage and t- kind of tells a cohesive story instead of a documentary kind of thing, tells a linear story of all this stuff. And now he's touring the country, showing it at small venues and such, going on this Sir No-Face tour. Um, and so basically, they're not releasing it to the public because I think it's the big draw is what does a ghost look like? So they, that image hasn't come out yet. Does it wear clothes? I don't know. I don't know. That's Why what... would ghosts wear clothes? They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe maybe they're old clothes. But so like what if I want a nice clothes? ghost suit? So that part hasn't come out yet, but they're touring and, and the, the feedback, everyone walking out of the room is like, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That was a great show. So, that was the scariest thing in the universe. So <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Right, also, allegedly, it's, it's the sixth actual evidence Alleged. of a ghost. Allegedly. Eleven, allegedly. I haven't seen Allevedly. it. So allegedly. Uh, unallegedly. Unleavened breadly. Um, but yeah. So proof, Mister Skeptic of the supernatural. I don't know if I believe it still. Yeah. Why are they touring? Yeah. You think that'd be the first thing you'd do? Well, he's touring. He's making money off it. No right. doubt. He's making money. He's touring. But I think he bought all of this from them now. Like they could because the government. I think typically when a government pays you for your work, you can't profit from it. So I think they've given it to him so he can profit from it. I don't know about this. This sounds that sounds sketch. Yeah, it sounds sketchy. I don't know what would you do if you had proof. Janky. Release it on the internet. I'd probably start a cult. Yeah, probably. Ghost followers. Okay. Exactly. That we'll figure I'm a, out where that is. Both of you gave terrible answers for completely different reasons, and I'm I'm very concerned about both of you right now. <laughs> what would you do? Yeah, Tour I would the do. World? What, I would do what this guy's doing and and make this into a monetary opportunity because if you just give it to the world. They're not gonna then, out of gratitude, reward you for your hard no, work. No, this is. I'm not gonna. I'm not looking for a reward. I just prove ghosts are real. What? Like, I'm gonna be the most famous person it. ever. No, you're not. It's gonna be worth like a. It's gonna be worth a dollar after you give it away for free. Give it away. It's give worth it away a now. lot more money. No, it's worth to humanity. I just proved ghosts reality. Right, but not only did I prove it, I can make some money off of it. Corey this. doesn't care about humanity. He cares about money. No, I just think when you do something that big, even even in science, they don't just. Like, they secure a way to kind of benefit from it before they just go, here's how we did this. Like, they kind of protect their interest a little bit. Yeah, but also a lot of things people that scientists do, like... Patents and such. Well, no, not only patents, because, I mean, that's all for, like, specific processes. They're getting paid it's, for their research. Yeah, they're one, they're getting paid for their research. And two, like, the, to cre- to recreate, like, a science experiment, it takes thousands of dollars anyway. So, I mean, it's not like, like releasing it would do anything, because no, no one has the resources on hand. No, other scientists do. I mean, that's what they do in peer review. Doc Ock could. Right. Like, yeah, Doc Ock can make mechanical other, arms. Other scientists <laughs> yeah. are sitting around at other universities specifically to peer review stuff. I exactly, mean, but they're not 
there, there's a difference between peer review and being like, I have the proof of ghosts existing. I have the power. I, you wouldn't. So you would give it away. You wouldn't try and profit that's like, at all. That's like who? Like if they discovered aliens, like actually, and they weren't super protected by the government, and they were like, the government just handed over the proof of aliens. You wouldn't be like, hey guys, I'm the one guy on the planet that has the access to the proof of aliens' existence. I'm just not going to tell anyone you got to watch my movie. No, but (laughs) (laughs) you've never been more funnier ever. Right, but but you're not not telling people. You're just saying if you want to see the proof, you do have to pay me $10. Is that hundred and twenty dollars? <laughs> I mean, and some beef books. jerky. Right, books for it. right. Give me some Yu-Gi-Oh cards and a beef jerky. <laughs> and you're like, in. I mean, okay. Look, if you don't believe me, I'll give you your money back. But I, I would charge you ten dollars to come see my proof of aliens or proof of ghosts. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's it, what they do all the time when they get all those like sideshows or right. things in little towns. Right, that you can only see there. The Mermaid Man and becomes the, and the, the tourist lady. attraction. Right, I don't believe it though. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta watch this. Eyes. I gotta watch this movie on the internet. Like, what is this garbage? Yeah, what is this garbage? Yeah, but look into it because it's a crazy. If it's true, it's it's a crazy story. If it's not if it's true, true he would have released it to the public. That's no, that's no, no. Make your make your no. money. Put royalties on it. How, you can't put if you give it to the world, then everyone's just gonna put it on your peer to peer networks, and you're never gonna make a dollar from it. Ever again. Fantastic. Do, do you know? I how start a website. I prove the existence of ghosts. So what? Create no. a website. Yeah, create a website. Put AdSense on it. Boom. Done. <laughs> done. Nailed it. <laughs> it's still not as much money as going around and getting. I don't getting, think I don't Corey know. liked our response to his no. ghost story. No, no, no. I don't have a problem. <laughs> no, you're skeptical. You don't believe any ghost. I've, I've shown you some cool YouTube videos, and you're like, uh, no, that don't believe trash. it. Trash. YouTube right. videos. The, Garbage. Right. But, Nick, I'm just blown away. Like, I, hope, I look fake on YouTube. I hope <laughs> you are look at fake on YouTube. Fake, right? <laughs> that, vest real is, Joey. that vest is fake. It's yeah, real genuine leather. arms. I just now I hope Nico never discovers anything of any real importance because did you ever think he would? I like, mean, what were you expecting me to find aliens? Right. Like just stumble upon them? He did. Yeah, he actually, did find something awesome. The most awesome Yu-Gi-Oh deck in the universe. The most meta deck in the universe. Nico's the kind of person who does accidentally discover something. It literally costs twenty times what mine cost. What's this door? Let me open it. I'm the mummy. Oh my god, aliens! Are you guys real? Yeah. Can you shut the door? It's cold in here. Well, nerd thug radio. I got you. Nerd thug radio is very, very real, and uh, you can catch us every Monday. If you miss any part of the show, we're on every Monday from one to three. Uh, We drop the podcast every Tuesday. Uh, you can check that out at facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. We also have our own website, nerdthugradio.com, where you can go view everything. We got t-shirts for selling there, all the photos, random interviews, random videos. No everything's on of, there. No proof of ghosts. No ghost. proof of ghosts on the Nerd Thug Radio page yet until we steal this video. <laughs> right. Um, but don't worry, Nico will give it away. Yeah, he'll give it away. Facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio, though, is where you can find us. Interact with us. Do all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, Corey, we got about 25 seconds here. Anything you want to... Tell the Nerd Thug radio listeners uh, about Ghost. I I believe. <laughs> I believe. I believe. Also, I just I'm blown away, Nico. Like you know what it is though? You don't know the value of a dollar. You don't you don't work. So for you, you're you like, don't work, you don't eat, you don't grind, you like, don't shine. He's like, just give it away. Give just it give away. it away. Give because it away. I feel give like it away. That's give it away. Way, that's way We're out of time. You got to go. Can't talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we got like 15 seconds. To my life go. is over. I'd like to put in my formal resignation. <laughs> from Red Radio. I am leaving to join the Super Smashing Boys. Hey, be on the lookout. We got some Super Smashing Boys stuff hopefully coming soon. Featuring Angry Zach and Nico. Yeah, also, we, uh, we're working on finishing up our ongoing Nerd Thug Radio Clicks Federation. Yeah. Where uh, we have named a champion. We're editing those videos. Those will be coming out soon. Uh, until then, same nerd time, same nerd channel. I believe. NerdThugRadio.com.
This is where the music hits. There it is. There it is. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production. Produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlonestar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.